0: Love Talk
1: Radio
2: Throughout my life, uh-huh, my life uh-huh, uh-huh. No matter what I've done,
3: no what
1: I've done right. you've, been merciful, you've been merciful And your love endures yeah. endure, Through all things yeah. for, that, for that I am eternal Since
4: my date of birth brought you nothing but her. Play those video games Stole chains from your purse Sat on the cold court bench Till I was arraigned in your skirt Saw the pain in your face Still you maintain the smirk All you did was motivate Don't let them hold you back What I do, I turned around And I saw you crack I was a bastard for that Still I'm drowning in shame Just remember one thing now You're not to blame You was newly separated Trying to escape your world And through my thirst I didn't help you I just made things worse I hated me And everybody that created crack Had me thinking The newest kicks And the latest gas Still haven't apologized So please play this back While I try to come to terms With such a heinous act You know in more than one way Cocaine numbs the brain all I did was think about how the buns once came. Then I ran across this memory and it stung the brain. How can you ever destroy the beauty from which one came? That's the savage. You're the reason why me and these beasts make a marriage. Why I rhyme above average and I ain't shit. Glad you got yourself together. No thanks to me. Strong and beautiful the way things should be. You must love me. Every night, but I never would suffer Just smile. my big brother's trying to make me tougher As we grew, fussing and fighting continued As I plundered through your stuff and snuck your clothes to school Got intense, real intense as we got older Never believed it would lead to me popping one in your shoulder With my rings, knew you had it cause you took too long as Mickey, Andy, and the girl that bought it looked on puffing and puffing, gun in my hand Told you step outside, hoping You said no, but you hurt my pride you made our way down the steps Maybe you thought it was just a threat Or maybe your life was just that crazy And you was begging for death Try to justify this in my young mind But the drilling it, and my ego hurt combined Drove me berserk, saw the devil in your eyes High off more than we confused I just closed my young eyes and squeezed What a sound, open my eyes just in time to see you stumbling to the ground Damn, what the fuck I done now, running around in the circle Thinking I'm ass out, high gun burning my waist Ran straight to jazz out like a stranger Damn, I just shot my nigga And ran up into the night as if it was not my nigga Left the scene, how could I go out that way Still you act to see me in the hospital The next day, you must love me my brain, to protect you from this life and keep you away from the game, but you was one of the few people that I can trust, and the fact of the matter, I slang these five for us, you put the pressure on me daily, rarely would you let it go, but a thousand and one time I had to tell you no, but it was one of those days where nobody was around, and I needed an emergency trip out of town, Search my mental Rolodex, all the numbers I know, as you stared in my face, asked me could you go, and Marie said send her, everything will go smooth, Just tell her what to do and everything to go cool, strap your body with the things as you boarded the plane, couldn't explain the strange feeling that I caught in the vein, I'm thinking why would I send you when I knew it ain't right, I'm thinking what will make you sacrifice your life, you must have love me.
5: To Power Show. My name is Beverly D, and you are listening to the Artocracy Show with L.A. Ramon and Thomas Smith, also known as TUTMOS. So, good evening, gentlemen. How are you doing this evening? Good evening. evening, Great, great. Hope everybody is great. That's good. Can I be good? That's
1: good.
5: Yes, I hear you, Ramon.
1: Good evening, Ramon.
6: Good evening, Thomas.
1: How's everything going, Beth?
5: Yeah. Great, great, great. So we we missed you, L.A. Uh, LA. You've been taking oh, care well, thank of
6: your you. business. Um, yes, ma'am. Um, I mean, I still went and listened to the shows afterwards, though. I, I make
1: sure I stayed okay. abreast with the yeah, y'all did good. Y'all did
6: okay.
5: real
6: good. That was pretty, highly okay. impressed. <laughs> All right. And so the family, y'all 15. know
5: that. Okay. And, and, and I just wanted to tell the family that, you know, this is round table night, so everybody uh, is invited uh, to the table. And so uh, when y'all get ready, the lines will be open, and we'll open up the lines, and you can have a seat at the table.
6: Yes, ma'am. That's you.
1: Thomas, you want to you want
6: to uh, you want to announce anything before we get the disclaimer out the way, or you want me to do that first?
1: Oh, uh, go stick the disclaimer out the way,
3: sir.
6: Okay. Um, welcome to the Artocracy Show. Tonight is August thirtieth, two thousand nineteen. Thank you for joining the family in a roundtable discussion with uh, La Ramon, myself, and my, my partner, Thomas. And our producer and host of the Truth of Pla- uh, Power Platform Network, Beverly uh, D., we appreciate you guys for joining us tonight, listening in, and we look forward to getting some input. And we're, we're going to need some help even interpreting some of these subject matters when it comes to the uh, the uh, the no interest rate uh, system that has been going on and soon to arrive here in America. So with that being said, let us tell you that we first acknowledge that we are not doctors, lawyers, we're not professionals, we don't even hold degrees or any certification for the subject matters that we speak on. We are simply researching, we take the information, we disseminate and interpretate, and we bring it back to our audience and our family, discuss it to see if we have a understanding and if these things can be used within our own environments as we look for a way to uh, correct our situation. We also understand that product and material being used on the show needs to be acknowledged. We use it under the Fair uh, Act uh, law, Fair Use Act law. So, therefore, we're not reselling anything. We're simply using it, playing it for the purpose of research and discussion. With that being said, we can get into the show. Thank you, family.
5: Thank you.
7: Yeah, perfect. What did you see this week in the news, there Anything stood out to you? Uh,
5: what was going on this week? Uh, was it the G7 went on this week? Uh, that yeah, was kind of in the news. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, and the lady from Hawaii, you know, they playing dirty politics. They don't even want to let her in the next debate.
7: Yeah, the chick from New York had to drop out because she didn't get enough feed. Gillibrand, whatever her name is, the senator from New York. So, yeah, I saw that. The G seven was hilarious, man. Trump didn't, Trump didn't bite his tongue at all over there. Huh? I said Trump didn't bite his tongue at all at the G seven. He said what he wanted to uh, say.
5: No.
7: You know, yeah, and that's where all the haters. The, Mm -hmm. He said they need Russia back in there Mm Because how are you going to have The world's largest economies all meeting And Russia's not at the table Because Obama kicked them out uh, Because he was mad that Well, you know, the Crimea thing, whatever But they had no choice But to take Crimea at the time Because the U.S. was attacking Syria So um, Mm -hmm. either way, yeah Yeah, you saw anything this week that stood out to you in the news, Ramon? Uh,
6: Not this week,
7: but two weeks ago, we'll
6: be discussing some of that tonight because, I mean, you know, we talk about the global economy. You know, we've been hearing about trade wars and stuff like that and tariffs. I mean, it seems like some of this information about uh, no interest rate and negative interest rate mortgages have a little bit to do with some of this stuff as well as well as some of the opportunity zone stuff we've discussed in the future. But I mean for the most part, man, I'm I'm hearing, you know, kinda you know me, I don't really follow too much with, with Trump then until Dr. X gets to talking. That's about as far as I listen to all of that. But, you know, he pops up within some of the stuff we're talking about tonight. You know, I do understand some of his politics have trickled down in areas in you know, subject matters we've we've discussed that don't have a focus with him in it. I mean, with that being said, man, I, I really don't have no political news for y'all. <laughs> so I like it when you, <laughs> when you and Bev kick it like that because y'all have something, you know, y'all have something in common there. And it, it, it definitely helps the show because, you know, there are some things I'm sure many people follow with the po- politics. And to that degree, that I myself don't even get that, that involved in,
7: you know, so.
8: Did you hear these things All right.
7: called Berger Burger Say that again. Bond. They're called burger Bond Nah, like burger Bond Yeah, I want you to look into that, man. That's uh, um, you can buy interest or buy um equity into one of the burger chains, and um, they're saying that it's such a safe um business, the fast food restaurant business. That this is pretty much like um, it won't lose money, so people are uh, it. They're, they're saving their money in burger bonds it's, it's, I, I saw an article on it today You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be around all those bond magazines so. But uh, it was interesting Because I had never heard of that before um, uh, I the did have bonds. a couple of uh-huh, Burger bonds, okay. yeah um, I did have a couple of stories That stood out to me this week in the news um, Before we get into the show, I think that, um, I don't know, Bev, have you gone and got your chicken sandwich? From uh,
5: Hell no. Hell you no. You ain't go
7: get you a Pop-Pot? You did not go stand on a line for two hours to get you a three ninety nine chicken sandwich? That's how <laughs> much they charge you, $4 for a chicken sandwich.
5: I don't know what they got in it. I'm not eating that stuff.
1: Yeah. Man,
5: let me tell you. eat fast food.
7: We went to Popeye's. The lines was out the door, and they came outside and put no more chicken sandwiches on the window, and they bust the windows out of the Popeye's. <laughs> no <laughs> more chicken sandwiches. Mm-hmm. That's um, why I
5: say something in there. They got some crack of some kind of mind-altering uh, something in there.
7: Uh, did you go get one of them all?
5: Man, I, look, yeah. <laughs> everything that I talk
6: about, one of the reasons why uh-huh. I said everything you just said is one of the reasons why I won't be getting one.
8: So I, I don't
6: understand the craze. I mean, I've ate at some places myself for a long time. I, I I haven't eaten in them for a very long time. But for the many years I catered to them, I mean, it seemed to me the stuff got worse and worse. But some reason that somehow they didn't revamp themselves, and I don't know what's up. It don't sound right. I can tell you that.
7: I like, well,
6: I don't know if they made
7: that stuff or what. I went to Popeyes a couple months ago, and they had this chicken sandwich. It was it was there, and all of a sudden, this this chicken sandwich became a craze, and I'm like. But they had that all year. What are you talking about? Y'all just seen it? Like, so this is how this whole chicken thing started. And I thought it was the power of social media. Um, It's just um, amazing. So um, this, this article is 15 Minutes to Mayhem. How a treat led to the shortage of at Popeye's Chicken. Now, mind you, they done sold out of this door going chicken now and they have to go get a new vendor um uh, to be able to um you know keep keep this um keep this chicken thing to bring it back to someone that can produce more of it for them. Um but man I'm trying to find a tweet. I mean it was some ghetto ghetto tweet like uh you know um Chick fil A um put in a tweet saying that it um it, it had a better chicken sandwich than the Popeye's chicken sandwich. And Popeye said something like, oh, y'all, y'all good? That's what they said. Y'all good? That's what they tweeted because, you know, of course, they got the black lady and satire on the commercial. Come get down here and get y'all Popeye's chicken. You know, I know y'all. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it, they even got Jerry Rice running around with a football helmet made out of chicken wings and, you know, it, it's just mm-hmm. ridiculous. But either way, um, y'all good. That two words led to this chicken war because black people saw that. We going to Popeye's and get that chicken. So they rush down to Popeye's and the lines is out the door. All over the city, Popeye's selling out these chicken sandwiches. So I'm looking like, you I don't get the big deal behind this whole thing. What could really be going on? And that's when I saw this article in the New York Times. What's chicken war? KFC sells out of plant-based chicken in Atlanta. This is the real thing that they really push. And the lines was around the corner in Atlanta for a whole week at a KFC to sell these Beyond Chicken. Now, we talked about Beyond Beyond Meat. Well, I was telling you all how Mm -hmm. high the stock has went up and everything, and they's making these fake burgers. Right. Now they got right. they making fake chicken sandwiches, fake chicken tenders, and fake popcorn chicken, um, for KFC. Lines around the corner in Atlanta, so you could imagine these mostly black people, I'm sure. And they talk about how this man get chicken. We are gonna start eating this. So this was to me the big deal that this um beyond me. Now mind you, beyond me is a Silicon Valley based technology company. It's not like right. it's a meat company they, they don't got no doggone cows or chickens. They making this stuff out of laboratories, you know, and adding this yeah. chemical and that chemical and a little bit of this plant and grinding it up, and, you know. But the Negroes have spoken. They said it tastes better than chicken, so expect this product to be in a ghetto near you very soon. Uh, what, what do you think about that, Ramon? <laughs> I, <laughs> man, I, I,
6: I don't know, man I, it, I'm going to be honest with you. I need to spend a little more time Researching on this stuff With this, this Beyond Meat Because it is popping up a lot around here You know what I'm saying? I don't know if y'all getting it out there a lot But it's starting to pop up at the uh, the Burger King uh, The KFC, as you just mentioned And stuff like that but I, I, Man, I don't know because when I, remember last time we discussed about the plant, when they used that the term plant-based, uh, I think they saying that we're growing it in a, at a plant. At a plant, kind of plant. Yes, yes.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's what you're saying. Yes, yeah. Yeah,
6: so I think this stuff might be the product of stem cell, uh, you yeah. know, experiment or, you know, science and stuff like that. It, it just sounds crazy. It almost sounds like bloodthirsty vampires.
7: See what I'm saying? Now remember this um, uh, Beyond Meat claim that they have 100% plant-based Like you said, plant-based mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in Silicon Valley Next to where they make an iPhone They make it this meat, right? So they got this mm-hmm. plant-based
1: meat
7: Now the other Their competition called Impossible Burger That's the one that's in Burger King and stuff They have a chemical In their meat which um, makes makes you think that you're eating something with blood in it, that he, remember mm. we spoke about that on the show? And um, when you bite into this burger, your body naturally forms chemicals to break down beef because it thinks that it's eating beef, and then those chemicals never get used properly, and they stay in your system. They're going to cause people to get sick in the future because you're not supposed to, you know, put those heavy chemicals to break meat down into your system unless you're really gonna break down meat. You know, and your your brain automatically associates when you bite into this burger, oh, you're biting into a real burger even though it's plant based, but it has that heme in it. Um so, um it's just a little different. But like you said, all made in a plant, brother.
1: Yeah,
6: it, it it just sounds so much like a petri dish type of uh mm-hmm. like a <laughs> It, it like you remember when they invented the TV dinners, man. It just you know that, that's what it reminds me of.
5: No, it reminds me worse than the TV dinner. It <coughs> reminds me of just what you said—a peach tree dinner, spam and all that, and you know. all chemicals.
6: Yeah, because it just doesn't seem logical that people would be that simultaneously in in mass group numbers. Rocking right, right, like you know, like mindless uh, mind- you know mindless people being controlled by some type of unforeseen energy that that's what it sounds like to me, you know, like a damn zombie it is, it is. You know what And what I
5: looked at some of the, I looked at some of the videos, some of the people went there, they bought the the uh ham, the, uh chicken, and they videoed them eating it, and I saw one guy, he ate the he took one bite out the regular chicken. And he was okay. He was like, okay, that's all right. Then he took a bite out the uh, spicy one, and then that's when I mean, it just you could see his face. It was just like a whole, some kind of chemical change or something came over him. It was like the more he was eating, you could just see it. It was subtle, but you could see it.
6: Yeah, and you know some, Auntie Bear, uh, Thomas, when you talk about this, it also reminds me of something, you know, a little that that does get left out the conversation. Look at, you know, the food is already mineral deficient as it is vitamin deficient. But, man, can you imagine just going on something that is purely not even constructed from at least some live organism-based parts? Now, it's not to say they can't, you know, uh, synthesize, um, you know, things such as minerals, you know, to, to to function within stuff like that. But I don't think they're gonna give you that. You see what I'm saying? I mean, look at the diet is what I'm pointing out. When many of us especially you talk about the guys that live on the on the on the go that constantly live out of fast food joints and stuff and sit around eating that stuff at three meals a day. You
7: can you imagine what mm. they're
6: gonna look like in twenty years, ten, fifteen years from now?
7: They got a documentary Ooh. called It's an old one called Super Size Me. And this white boy, he goes into um, his car and he goes on picks a camera with him. And he eats McDonald's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for 30 days. So he starts Mm -hmm. off the whole show with him at his doctor's office. Perfect health. Everything perfectly fine with him. And um, after 30 days of eating McDonald's, I mean, he's throwing up in the car from eating this stuff. I mean, he really... Like by the time he gets to the twentieth day, he's like, man, I don't know if I can finish this. You know what I'm saying? He felt so he constipated everything. But by the time he went back to the doctor after thirty days, doctor was like, bro, you, you 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 pretty much got like six months to live. Like you gotta you need to stop eating this stuff ASAP. His cholesterol was off. He had all these fatty cells in his in his blood. I mean, he was pretty much dying. It was killing him after thirty days. So. Um, well, imagine yes, what he was look, doing
6: to a vibratory system. That's that's what a lot of what you just mm-hmm. described. I mean,
7: I so mean, when you, slowly. when you when you feed a kid a baby laboratory milk, not, something not no real milk, you know, from the time they're born, and then by the time they're toddler, you're giving them all GMO vegetables, GMO baby food, and all this mm-hmm. stuff, and then. Uh, what, by the time it's, you you're trying to be a vegan, you think you're doing a good thing. You're, you're feeding your kids these impossible burgers and stuff. Is if they never ate any of the real stuff, is that even a human being? Like how? What is that? You know, is that going to create a whole new that, um, race exactly. or not species of human? You know what I'm saying? Are these going to be mutants? You know, because oh, I look at I see the kids today, right? Um, they could be outside with pretty much shorts on in the wintertime, and it ain't cold. Like, I'm like, how y'all doing that? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's real strange, brother. They got on a Michael Jackson jacket and 40 below. It's like nothing, and they all outside smoking a cigarette. Like, it ain't nothing or something else, you know? But, yeah. Go ahead, bro. I'm sorry.
6: Oh, no. I'm just going to add that uh, I'm sure Auntie Bev can attest to what I'm about to say next, is that the, 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 the diet oh. that we... Transition to by the time we became You know babies And and, and formula feeding wasn't nothing like What they had encountered you know The mm-hmm. years prior to us So when you say What what happened to their you know when What happened to them are they even human anymore I mean I would agree with that You know at least with the sentiment because I mean think about it many of us Was raised on McDonald's And, and,
3: and Burger King And
6: all that stuff too see what I'm saying So it, we, we fall right within that same question, you know what I'm saying? What what have we become or what has it made of us, you know what I'm saying, based on many of us
0: mm-hmm. really have
6: never had good vitamin-based, you know, mineral-based foods
7: or or sufficient yeah. foods. So, now, I remember see, when, because
5: when, the- mm-hmm. when I eat organic food today, it tastes like the food I used to eat back in the day. When I was younger,
6: right, like a pear. If you compare a real pear, grown truly from the ground and produces its own fruit naturally, compared to what they put out there, especially in them grocery stores, it, it's a night and day effect. Yeah, it, it ain't. Yeah, you won't even begin to get the difference. It's real, pe- real pears like leathery, you know, with a gritty, grainy type of meat, you know, in them and stuff. This stuff nowadays is almost like applesauce with, you know, uh, uh, plastic liner
5: over it. <laughs> you know, that's a lot of yeah, no, yeah, no real flavor.
7: Yeah, the texture and everything is different today. I remember yeah. back in the days, McDonald's used to come in the styrofoam containers. Y'all remember that? It, yeah. It, you know, your burger used to be real hot when you got it home. You know what I'm saying? It was. Because, you know, the styrofoam kept the warm. But then they said, oh, the styrofoam containers is killing the environment. And then they had to switch to the to the paper, you know, where they just wrapped it in the paper or whatever. So it's saving them a lot of money. So the same thing they used to do with um, paper bags. I remember we used to get paper bags when we went to the supermarket. And then all of a sudden, they come with the plastic bags. Talk about me we killing the trees. Y'all remember that? Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
7: So now in New York, they've made it illegal for a restaurant to give you a plastic straw. They're making it illegal for you to use plastic bags, but they're going back to paper. So I said, well, was it all a big hoax to start with? Because if we was killing the trees before and we had to switch to plastic, why are we going back to paper? You understand what I'm saying? Like This, this seems like it. they waited for a generation to forget about the, the fact mm-hmm. that they took the paper out and now, you know, this generation is thinking that they're saving the earth by killing the trees, like, it, it's just real odd how they just went from one thing to the next, back to the next, never made anything different, and ta- you know what I'm saying?
5: And, and talking about trees, what about they burning down the rainforest, and that's oxygen.
7: Yeah, yeah, but I heard that, the, um I was reading the article with Zero Hedge, and they was pretty much saying that a lot of that stuff is um, Hollywood is fabricating how big this thing is. And uh, the oxygen mm. thing isn't as uh, big a deal as they're making it out to be. And they're just saying that, like, uh, they're trying to make this an attack on Brazil. Saying that, Lovely. And I don't think oh. that they set these fires. Because if I recall, and I'm sure y'all both recall this, then yeah, we just had fires in the United States a few months ago, and Kim Kardashian's was about to burn, Exactly. So so now, all of a sudden, they want to shame other countries for having the same thing happen. This isn't just how these people operate. You know what I'm saying? But of um, the Earth is wait. burning. Mm-hmm. Well, ahead, what
6: you saying, Thomas, uh, from the optical point of view or the context that you were just speaking of, I would say you're actually right because – you made me realize me, me and my wife had sat and watched a, uh, a a Rocky Mountain PBS special about the Amazon fires just this week. And um, they had a dude out the one of the indigenous dudes was out there putting out fires with his sandals on, man. <laughs> they were showing the the whole picture. I mean, it, it looked like a record. I don't know if y'all ever seen a forest fire. I, I, I've seen one with myself, actually, when we had the Waldo Canyon fires here back in, uh, 2009 I think it was Or 10 But anyway Make a long story short I mean Even the large forest fire Like the one we had here It was pretty big man I'm not gonna front But at the same time The way that You know They're pushing this issue When you saw it on Being televised On um, PBS And they showed A sky view of it You're like Okay It sounds like it, it seems like They're making more of it Than it really is
0: So when you said The
6: Hollywood stage show Was on I could believe that Because they had an indigenous dude out there putting fire out with his feet, man. Tripped trip me out. I was laughing like, I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, this dude, is <laughs> he out there in Jesus'
1: hands putting out fire.
7: It's like when the newscaster's standing there acting mm-hmm. like they blowing in the wind and they're in the middle of the right. water and it's a flood, and you see some dude walking back right. with with his dog and shit. like, yeah, okay. All fake, man. Phony baloney. Well,
6: think about you it. You know, Kyle and how intense could it have not been for him to be able to get up on actually
7: the, the perimeter
6: of the fire? See, that's what they were showing when we was watching it. It made me realize, hey, how could he even get that close without melting?
8: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah, mean, if you ever yeah. been
6: around a real fire, like a bonfire or something, you ain't go, you only got about 20 feet. After that, you're going to start feeling that heat on you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't even know yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like to get up on the perimeter of it and be putting it out with your feet and stuff and stomping at it. i I'm like, okay, what, I, I, something's missing here. Now you just made me realize it. it. How did he get that close to that perimeter without the just the heat off the fire itself? You know, overwhelming. But he
7: had one. He had one of the yeah, Jesus sandals, man. That's why, man. <laughs> he put out fire with his feet. You know. Um, This one I think you're going to like, Ramon. Um, Well, maybe not like it, but... Before you go,
6: bro, let me at least ask Auntie to check her uh, email so we can uh, queue up for uh, when we switch over here or segue to the next subject.
7: No problem, bro. Yeah, you're
5: talking about uh, the the videos you sent me about the art and the other video. and Yeah, I put them on. I have them on. Yeah, I they
6: should they be talking. audio clips. Yeah, Yeah, okay. they are. But they're audio clips. Okay,
7: okay. I just yeah. want to make sure. Yeah. Go ahead, Thomas. So what do you think about Hasbro buying Death Row? And to tell the family who doesn't know, Hasbro is one of the largest toy makers in the world. Um, when I was a child, they were probably second to Mattel. You know, Mattel had Barbie and all that, but Hasbro was Monopoly, um, Milton Bradley, um, Parker Brothers, uh, Mr. Potato Head, My Little Pony, the Transformers, uh, the WWF Wrestling, G.I. Joe, you know, all the toys. And then also, just think of how many of those things that I mean, they all became huge television shows, uh, Hasbro cartoons back in the 80s that was, you know, G.I. Joe and Transformer Hour, you know, all of that. Um, and then they became huge movies. These are the next to um, next to probably Marvel. DC movies don't do too well. Um, Superman and, and Batman and stuff, they're not selling as much as Transformers and G.I. Joe movies are. Like, so they're probably the second largest superhero franchise. But they go and buy a Death Mode Records or uh, well, the company that owned the rights to Death Row Records. And when I look at what the company really owned the rights to, the most uh, expensive thing they owned was Death Row Records. And I'm like, man, do they want to make Tupac Dolls? Or what's going on with this? What do you think is going on with this, Ramon? You from the music industry? Well, one
6: thing I can say is Hasbro being the biggest toy maker in Death Row, and now being... <laughs> They're gonna be making a lot more toy gangsters. I can tell you that. That's one thing I can say. But uh, I don't get, you know, <laughs> I don't get the connection here other than you know through the concept of uh, intellectual property. That's the first thing that would stand out to me. Is um, there's got to be something around that more important to Hasbro than to
0: want to have
6: its, you know, self caught up in a record label that to this day I don't. It, when has Death Row put out anything? Since. Yeah, they,
1: they catalog when
7: they when it was sold last, um, to this company um that um Hasbro bought, uh the name of the company is um it was sold for two hundred and eighty eighty million dollars in two thousand thirteen. Um I can't find the name of the company real fast, but either way, Um, This company, they bought it for that much money, and now they sold that catalog and other catalogs they own for $4 billion. What I think is Hasbro sees the move Disney's making uh, to try to compete with Netflix, and they see that, um, you know, Disney setting themselves up to be in a good position because, you know, they're going to come with their own streaming service. A T and T bought Tom Warner so they could do the same thing. Um, so now uh, I think Hasbro is seeing, you know, the futures in streaming. We need to own the rights to some of this stuff that because if you think about it, <clears throat> um, the movies that um the NWA movie has such great success. Imagine when you get the, the Death Row movies and you know, all the Tupac movies that's come out. It's been like six Tupac movies. About his life, documentaries mostly, uh, since he passed. So, all of that, they get the right to. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm thinking that they're looking at it from a perspective of they want to be a streaming service. They want to have content that they can make, you know, stuff with so they could charge you a monthly fee to stream it. Um, that's what I'm thinking. But, um, that makes. I thought it- mm-hmm. Go ahead, brother.
6: No, finish up, bro.
7: No, I just I just thought that was interesting when I saw that um, because, you know, I'm like, that's, wrong, well, like, Mattel, what they gonna do? Have a, a Dr. Dre D.I. Joe? I mean, what, what, are, they, what are they gonna <laughs> do? Like, I don't get it. Like, you know, uh, uh, a Snoop Dogg, um, Mr. Potato Head? Like, it just didn't make sense, but when I started looking at the other moves, at how much these movies they own, these, um, characters, these toys to put them into movie form, how much that makes for them. I'm like, man they might be trying to go at Disney because really they're the only you know, the Transformers characters they sell, that's a billion dollar franchise, G.I. Joe is a billion dollar franchise Um, they got um, Strawberry Shortcake and Jen and the Mystic and all that girl stuff too, My Little Pony so they have so much stuff for both boy and girl (laughs) That they might be trying to stream, you know?
6: Well, you definitely, well, when I first commented, I, I kind of joked about the Hasbro pumping out more more toy gangsters having Death Row now in his catalog. Because what you're saying, even jokingly, you can kind of see a vision where what if Hasbro decided to get into manufacturing uh, Death Row figurines, you know, artist figurines? I mean, not that not that Snoop ain't never had a. I think Snoop has had a doll before, if I'm not mistaken. But it's not to say that they wouldn't w- wouldn't venture that market. You see, what I'm saying, because once again, outside of the intellectual property, the publishing and everything that's in, you know, that goes along with those type of deals, because that's what everybody's buying for or, or vowing for, is to get a hold to the publishing that comes with those constant spins or, you know, redistribution of these that those those catalogs. So right now, I mean I w I mean I would go on record and say I think Death Roger from its old catalog could probably still produce at least a good twenty, thirty million dollars a year in its old just the, the catalogue that it holds with Dr. Dre and Tupac and, and Snoop alone. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't see it being a win for them because I don't think $20 million for somebody like Hasbro is is enough to justify that investment. But at the same time, it's got to be something there in the long term of what you're saying about are they going to be streaming and then introducing paraphernalia around, you know, death row, what's going to take place here. It's something to definitely watch for because it's an interesting merger or acquisition since they decided to do something like that.
7: Yeah, um, I got another article that says that the um, Death Row catalog has been producing well over $100 million for the last few years due to all of the Tupac documentaries and the Tupac um, movie and all of those things that um, they own the rights to. So, yeah, I I definitely, man, it could be either way. I would love to um, see... um, um, Little death roll figurines, man. i would be cool. You know what I'm saying? Little. Yeah, what well, <laughs> well, well, I'm saying is the audience. A little a little I don't cool. know how big it is, but yeah. Pull cool, off um, some pop strength. Thug like, niggas, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
7: but, uh, brother, uh, uh, we can get into the twist. I had one more, um, you know, besides the, the art topic, I had one more article, but um, I could wait until. Yeah, later, run that, uh, okay? Go ahead and run it, Tommy. Okay. Be... Yeah, go ahead. This is from um. This is a magazine. This isn't isn't the easiest to get. Uh, I. E. E. Spectrum, the IEEE Spectrum magazine from July of this year. Now, um, just cat, um, full. You're breaking,
5: you're, breaking up. you're breaking
7: up. You're breaking up. Can you hear me? Oh, I'm sorry, my thing got caught. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. much better. Okay. Uh, a few um, shows ago, I um, explained the brain machine interface. And uh, I even went into depth on the uh, novel link that Elon Musk wants to you know, drill a little hole in your head, hook you up. Um, to a little port that goes behind your ear um, You know If, if you don't, y'all don't remember Go back into the archives um, Brain machine interfaces um, So this is from the doctor This is where all this stuff comes from um, and the IEEE Spectrum Magazine July 2019 it's, The title of the article Is wanted High res Surgery free Brain interfaces. DARPA aims to develop wearable devices that let soldiers communicate directly with machines. DARPA's Next Generation Non Surgical Normal Technologies Program, N3, that's what they call it, has awarded funding to six groups attempting to build a brain machine interface. That matches the performance of an implanted electrode without requiring any surgery. With such technology, by simply popping on a helmet or a headset, soldiers could conceivably command control sensors without touching the keyboard, fly drones intuitively without with a thought, and even sense intrusions into secured networks. And while the tech sounds futuristic, the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, DARPA, wants to get it done within four years. It's an aggressive timeline, says Kirshen Titejian, a research scientist for the company PARC, P-A-R-C, a principal investor in the N3-funded program. But I think the idea of such a program is a real challenge the community to push the limits to accelerate things which are already growing. Yes, it's challenging, but it's not impossible. The NC program fits right into DARPA's high-risk, high-reward, biological, medical tech portfolio, which also includes programs in electric medicine, brain implants, and electrical brain training. The agency is throwing big money at this program, DARPA, Adopt a DARPA spokesperson declined to, to comment the total amount of funding awarded, but two of the winning teams have got, gotten an eye popping $19 million and $18 million grant. Okay? Um, and it just goes on to talk more about the program, but the thing that stood out to me. So now they're talking about having a brain machine interface that's just going to be a helmet that you put on. Now, you know, no surgery. No drilling nothing, no hooking your electrodes up to, you know what I'm saying, their, 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 um, their transistors, none of that no more. This is just something that you, when you put this on your head, you put on your Yankee hat, you put on your Broncos hat, moon, you're on the Internet. You know what I'm saying? You take your hat off, you're off. And I said, wow. So, um, you know, that just stood out to me when I saw that article in this magazine because every now and then, they put something in there that's like, okay, they, they probably shouldn't have put this in there. You know what I'm saying? But they're trying to get funding, that's why they put it in there. which you think about that. So
5: so so didn't DARPA fund that? Mm-hmm. Isn't it funded by DARPA And, and DARPA, ain't mm-hmm. they the one that's doing the uh weather control and all that stuff and
7: hmm Mm-hmm.
5: Isn't that the military? Is,
7: yep, DARPA is the United States. <laughs> that's DARPA. The U.S. <laughs> government. So that, they, that's it. The Defense Department, the Defense yeah. Research Project yeah. Agency. That's something. Mm-hmm. 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 So um, <laughs> Huh? Go ahead, bro. No, nah, I was just saying. So they they just a few months ago, or just, might have been a month ago, Elon Musk comes out to a big event. I, I we did the show on the link. Um, this is going to be ready to go in 2020, and here already the office said we moved past that already. <laughs> you know, we got it just in a hat. You know, what I'm saying you just put this on and you're online. So just showing how fast this is moving. Um, and that's all I had to say about that, man. It's a short article. Well, for me, the the the,
6: the brain interface as a, a as a helmet on the head really ain't no different than the handheld antenna we have in our hand called a cell phone. It almost seems the same as what they're saying, uh, just using it in a different way, in, interfacing with the, the body. We've talked about this before in past conversations where we were talking about the body as an antenna being used to transmit and receive uh, microwave signals or signals all altogether in frequencies, um, which is kind of supported when you mentioned the fact that they said they got electric medicine. Did I hear that?
7: Mhm. And uh, yeah, we yeah. Uh, when we did the, door, the the um, the epidermal, the the e skin, and all that. I, I talked about some of that electric medicine that's just gonna be on a band aid. You know what I'm saying? that's going to be on a tattoo, stuff like that. But, yes, sir. Um, Or,
6: could you remember we were mm -hmm.
3: talking?
6: Well, remember we um, also discussed that back when we were talking about the human biofield, when we was talking about they might, in the future, they're talking about they might be able to distribute your prescription by you just standing next to some, like like maybe a Wi-Fi box. You see what I'm saying? So even like when you said the band-aid mm-hmm. or something,
0: they didn't they,
6: they even have already discussed the fact that they, they 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 already at that time they were already saying they were experimenting with how to deliver medicine through uh waves, frequencies and
7: waves. Mhm. But so well,
1: you remember
7: why, the, name why, the name of this the name of the magazine is the IEEE mm-hmm. uh, Spectrum Soul. We know that all the online stuff goes through the I-E-E-E 802.11 protocol everywhere in the world. They're all using that same protocol, and that's why, yeah, so, yeah, for sure. going to be able to, so once they put this helmet on, it's going to be just like your cell phone. It's on the protocol, you know what I'm saying? It's just going to interface with your brain as opposed to your eyes. You know what I'm saying?
6: That's what I was saying. That's a good way of saying Mm -hmm. that. It's going to interface with your brain instead of your eyes, because the phone interfaces with us through our eyes. The spectrums, you know, we pick up and receive, and we get all that energy whether we know it or not through that screen, you know. And that when they, just to hear them talk about electric medicine, I'm like, okay, there it is, right there. They've they've come, they <clears throat> they tested it enough, and they they comfortable enough to tell us we're gonna roll it out as electric medicine, and we've heard this language already. You know, back in, in in other literature we've wrote we've spoke about on these shows that they already told us there's a point where we're gonna start just deliberately. I mean, what we know we can uh, impose, uh, you know, frequencies upon people and communicate with them directly. We don't even have to use a phone or that helmet that you're talking about.
4: So we, we're just one
6: step closer to the realization of what they already told us they are getting ready to do.
8: Mhm. Mhm. Yeah.
7: And I bet you the people that um have eaten nothing but synthetic uh, beyond meat, their whole life will be the um first people that will be able to interface with this with no problem. You know what I'm saying? They won't have any barriers that's stopping it from interfacing with them. Um but um they, yes. They mm-hmm. probably inter- they probably
6: ingesting micro you, I mean you've discussed that before about the um Microbots and stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, you, I mean, what you're saying really does make legitimate sense. It's practical thinking, if you ask me. That what what what's driving them people so crazy? I mean, think about it, man. Last time we heard about stuff like this, it was like the simple, the Tuskegee Experiment in Canton. They were lining up then to get vaccinations. Now they lining up getting vaccines through food. And you know, first it was the needle, now it's chicken.
7: <laughs> chicken. <laughs>
6: no, <it's> chicken, <laughs> I mean, they. Who knows what they? They. That's what they probably putting in that stuff. Vaccinations and canned on. You know what I'm saying? That responds to some of this stuff we talking about. Because it, it's just too strange. It's way too strange, man. Mhm. it's just
7: crazy where they got, got to try to... out chicken.
8: Let's go to the ghetto. <laughs> Let's get the. If the
7: niggas like the chicken, it's good.
8: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's crazy, brother. But um,
7: that I mean, was one it just articles I have,
6: man. Oh, that's Go ahead, cool. Man. You know, <clears throat> well, that's cool. You know, I just like I said, it was a, a, a quite a few interesting um, uh, key points inside that that last article you read. <clears throat> it's very interesting in the sense that we are definitely in the fifth dimension. You know what I'm saying? And just to let the family know, over here, I don't know if y'all keep keep an eye out in your your local neighborhood, but I do. Recently, I discovered the utility company came and installed one of the smart meters on, on, my, on my my service panel, on my uh, meter. And mm-hmm. yeah. my wife was the – go ahead, auntie that.
5: No, I'm saying they just getting to y'all?
6: They just got to us. And um, they had said they had been introducing it through – or the literature had been coming through the utility bill. Um, I'm not going to front. I don't always read everything inside the, the, the utility bill other than the bill. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they came one day. I was standing outside in my back porch and looking. Yeah, you know, I mean, just smoking a cigarette is what I was doing. I just happened to look over at my meter and noticed that the tag for the uh, meter panel was looked real new. You know what I'm saying? It was a bright blue. So I was like, what is this? So I went and looked, noticed that they had the The smart meter already installed on my my house, y'all, and then my wife Mm -hmm. was telling me a couple of days ago or about a week ago she couldn't really sleep, and this is the same day that I discovered this thing. She was talking about how, you know, like basically kind of like headaches and stuff. Now, mind you, she did have an accident not too long ago, but some of the things she was complaining about, I went and looked up this smart meter, and, and and one of the side effects they kept saying they they spoke on in their own literature is that it, it, it sometimes it could produce headaches within close range. Now the meter is only probably about twenty, about fifteen to twenty feet from my master bedroom, so we're receiving all that transmission and reception. And then, big this family, they said the meter not only speaks to their database or their. Uh, access points but what it does is it creates what we've talked about on the show before a mesh, system, a mesh network so what it does is talks to my neighbor smart meter giving their their meter information about my house, my use and then it talks to the next neighbor so forth and so forth creating a mesh within the neighborhood which is all downloaded and transmitted over a public access point back to the utility system or back to the utility head- headquarters. So now we're basically online. Wow. That's what, I'm yep. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Hey,
7: Brad, we got someone so Yeah. Uh Yes, we do. Uh, okay,
6: Auntie,
5: let them, let them in. If they ready to talk a little bit,
8: go ahead. 404-259. 404-259. Greetings, family. How you doing, Auntie Bev? Brother Ramon?
5: Greetings.
7: Greetings. Brother Rio.
6: Brother Thomas?
7: Peace, Brother Rio. What's good, man? How's everything in Atlanta? Did you go get your uh, Beyond Chicken?
6: Man, I've been trying to get on for the long. <laughs> no, I, didn't I, didn't, I didn't go get that chicken, man. But, you know, this is the deep south, man. You can say what you want about stereotypes, but we tearing some chicken up down here. <laughs> so that don't surprise me at all. But um, I wanted to tell you about another uh, craze down here in Atlanta. It's called the slutty vegan. And, oh, I heard
7: about this. Yes. You heard
6: that. about the Slutty I heard
7: about Vegan
6: it too? It's in LA too. Oh, yeah. yeah, they um, man, they about to. They, I, I don't. I think they've been in operation less than a year, but they are about to open up another uh, another branch somewhere in Atlanta, and uh, you know, you're talking about the lines around the corner for um for Popeyes Slutty Vegan. They don't open up till the evening. I think like five or six, and they always. Have a line around the corner every day, and they for are they, speciali- they specializing. They, they specialize in, uh, in the uh, that, that impossible burger. So oh, you know good. they have Love different that. varieties yeah. and mm-hmm. recipes for that for the for the impossible burger, and, and people are they are eating it up. Wait a I minute,
5: they
6: vegan, the S, right? Yeah, they're vegan mm-hmm. or oh, vegetarian. Slutty vegan, He's yeah, right. they're vegan, and
5: they but they specialize the in the uh, Impossible burger?
6: burger. Yeah, they specialize in the Impossible Burger because it's supposed to be, well, you know, plant-based, so it's not meat. So
5: mm-hmm.
6: technically, I think they, they, they would classify the that as, as vegan. Mm-mm. I think Ramon. That's
5: the Ramona. new crack.
7: That's the new crack know. right there. But check this
5: out. Yeah. Anytime you
7: got yeah. something called Slutty, you're gonna see a line lined up, brother. You know what
1: I'm saying? <laughs> I just,
6: uh, how it goes. Yeah, I was wondering about the name myself. I i, wondered, I, I was thinking—I was thinking about going to check it out, but uh, you know, I'm on the fence about that. Uh, about you know them chemicals that they putting in uh, the food, anyway. Um, but it seems to me like you know they're just steadily punching for it, and it kind of goes into you know, brother Thomas, what you're going to be talking about tonight. But you know them trying to uh, manufacture reality. And you know I can see them just moving right along towards uh, making replicators. You know, um, when they can just put together chemicals to to make food. You know, the next thing is just to have AI. You know, go up and and you punch a button or you give a command. You know, uh, Earl Grey tea hot or whatever. You know, whatever kind of food you want, and shoot the computer just mix up the chemicals and, and you know it materializes
8: hot and fresh right in front of you. There it is.
6: You know, well, ain't no, ain't gonna off. be no, ain't gonna be no need for no more farms. I wanted to ask you. Well, what? I think you just answered it though. Did uh, did you say that they're not? Well, what is their number one selling item at the Slutty V? It, it's uh, I don't know, brother. It's one of them burgers. <laughs> it's one of them burgers. I mean,
1: yeah. I, I it, 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 it's it's real. That. It's just real. It's really
6: popular, and it's like uh. It's the go-to spot, especially on the weekends, uh, you know. To get, but it's amazing to me, you know, the lines are around the corner every day, and, you know, the people The people are mainly meat eaters. Well, that's
7: what I was you about know. to
6: ask. Don't you find it peculiar? Well, familiar... Go ahead, Tommy. Go ahead,
7: Ramon. I was trying to say well, that, I to that, it at... that. Oh, that. Mm-hmm.
6: I just wanted to ask do you find it peculiar, Mario, that just what you said last these are people who want to be vegan but still crave the 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 presence or the essence of beef well, these are people these who don't even these are I'm, these are people who don't even want to be vegan or vegetarian. they are pronounced carnivores and they ain't got no oh, intention okay. on stopping stopping you know their their consumption of meat. But they are lining they saw, up around the corner. Uh, yeah. yeah, they they lining up around the corner to get these vegan these vegan uh, uh, you know sloppy toppy. That's one of the items on there. Sloppy
7: <laughs> sloppy toppy vegan burgers, man. <laughs> Come on, what? sloppy toppy. You know the line is gonna be around the corner. <laughs> Come on, man. But remember this, man.
8: Uh, uh,
7: um, impossible burger gives a meat eater the sensation that they're eating meat because they're producing the chemicals that their brain would normally create right. in their body when they bite into that burger because it has that heme um, chemical inside of it. And that heme um, is pretty much the same thing that's inside of the beef. Blood. It has the taste of blood. You know what I'm saying? So they you get that blood taste. Also vegans People who don't eat any meat for them to have that sensation is, is, is addictive to them you get what I'm saying because they don't they've never had that blood taste in their mouth so or they, they might have not had it in their mouth for years so now they get this burger and those chemicals that they used to get in their body that, that come up when they get the burger is coming up. They they feel it and they get that high off of it, man. It's like it's it's messing with their dopamine. But the problem is is those chemicals aren't breaking down beef. They're made to break down beef. So all that stuff is going to build up in their bodies eventually and cause all types of um, cancers and whatever else as a result of that, you know, because that's what it's for. But I can see meat eaters, people who like burgers, say, man, let me go get me a slutty vegan burger because it's essentially doing the same thing to them that the burger would do chemicals.
6: I agree with you. And another issue or it may be the same issue is that um um to me this is gonna be the same issue as uh multivitamins. Um multivitamins, you know, all they do is they're extracting or multi minerals, you know, main uh barmer industry yeah. They're just putting men, different medical, minerals together, you know, just from the earth, uh, putting in a pill for them and say, here you go, you know, take, consume these minerals. But, you know, you talk in earth science, like the ninth grade, the only thing that can change minerals into a um, viable, absorbable substance that the body can use to regenerate itself is a plant. And when you bypass the plant, like you said, it, those chemicals, they are going into your body, but your body's looking at them like, uh, okay, what you want us to do with this?
4: <laughs> you know, All
6: right, we're going to throw it right out the poop chute. And, you know, ain't nothing we can do with this. So, even though you're technically getting uh, nutrients, your body doesn't know what to do with it. So, you know, you are going to be further and further from your base and you're going to start suffering from more and more diseases. Um, and also, chemicals that they're putting into it um, can lead to there is a um, there's a show that's coming on that they have a plague and um, there are people who are uh, taking this stuff in like snuff like cocaine and it's called One Thing um, but the people who are consuming this drug if they get bit by uh, another person who is carrying the male form of the drug, the, the the chemicals interact and it changes them into, like, zombies or plaguelings or, you know, it they just come together and it's just havoc. But if you're not on the drug, then you pretty much safe. You come in contact from either one of those. But when those chemicals come together, you know, all hell breaks loose
8: and it just takes over. It's
7: like like eating corn or rice or any other starch. Then it breaks down in your body as sugar. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Now, when you ate it, it wasn't sugar. But um, if you have diabetes, you have to stay away from some of those things because, you know, um, that's what it's going to break down. Your body doesn't know the difference. By the time it produces the chemicals, to break it down, what's left is the same thing. That same glucose. You know what I'm saying? So it's that's you know so I kinda get exactly what you're saying, brother.
6: They don't they call that a catalyst? It's unchanging.
7: Oh, uh, I don't know the name of it, but it it sounds yeah. like I heard that before, yeah.
6: Yeah, it's a catalyst. That's what Mario what he was just talking about. Sounds like that's what what they're giving
7: them, some type of
6: uh uh, unchanging uh, experimental drug that you know when come in contact with the other with another person with the with the did you say uh, female and male it separates itself or identifies itself down well to that that's that's just on the particular show they just that's just how they were explaining it um, I might think of it more as um, um, like sickle cell you know um, which is prevalent within it, our community when you have two people who have the sickle cell trait and they have a baby, they pass on that sickle cell disease into the child, you know, full-blown sickle cell disease. But when you have one parent that has a sickle cell trait and another normal parent, uh, then, you know, the child just has that trait. He doesn't have, or he or she doesn't have the actual disease. But it's still important for them to know that because it's important to understand you know, who their mate is going to be and what their mate uh, may have going on in their body. Because if they get together, you know, they're already kind of setting back their own children due to their own genetics. Do you think, uh, since you said that, like that drug, it seems like if somebody takes it, they contract something. Is that what I'm hearing with that that particular drug? It's like um say that um say that you are into um you're into uh marijuana, you know, they um and they start lacing the marijuana with certain chemicals. By itself, it's not going to adversely affect you. But say you come into contact with a a woman who her drug of choice is opioid and they're putting a different chemical that they know if it interacts with the drug that they put into the marijuana, it's going to form, um, you know, uh, a particular kind of disease, where it be something that zombifies the people, or you know, whatever the result that they want to be, you know. And when those two drugs come together, they produce a result they know is coming. So it's got it's like the Hegelian dialectic, you know, they're they're Making more complicated um, Puzzles But they already have A solution to that puzzle You know what I'm saying It's like planning for an epidemic Generations to come Because more and more people Are going to be getting together These chemicals are going to be mixing And once these chemicals start to mix Certain symptoms and illnesses Are going to start to come out Of which they already got a cure So they just going to It's possible in Beverly, it's possible in, let's say, in your community, uh, you stay on the east side of the tracks and on the west side of the tracks is a a little more affluent neighborhood. Let's say the hospitals or the the medical institutions in those neighborhoods give them Part B, and your side, on the east side, they give you Part A. And when y'all come together... We have a some type of chemical reaction. Yes, sir. And depending on what the goal is, you know that can determine what the reaction is, whether it be, uh, you know, the kid, the children are affected, or the actual people who get together are infected. And you know, maybe you know you lose your mind and go crazy, or you know you're just more controllable, or, or whatever the effects may be. But I mean. The end goal is what they're planning. It, this, What we're talking about now is just possible ways that it can manifest or be implemented. So, I mean, the limitations are only what your imaginations can be. But the point is, you know, they're learning how to um, integrate technology and introducing it in different means. So instead of uh, the, the
8: Tuskegee
6: experiment where they're just injecting people with, with full-blown uh, illnesses or, you know, and just monitoring the results, you know, they that got traced back to them, you know, and there was a lot of fallout from that. How are you going to be able to trace this? They could put it in whatever they want to, so, you know, they could put it in uh, a particular strain of tomatoes that are just prevalent in one community, and then they could put the other agent that they want, shoot, in the water, uh, in another type of food, uh, and, you know, Welfare uh, supplements, anything, you know. And it's going to be very difficult, you know, to trace it back to a particular source, you know. So it's like, you know, how y'all going to blame this on us? We ain't got nothing to do with that. You know, so the hands are clean. But we got a solution for y'all. And
5: that's when they make all that money. Mhm.
6: Or they just control the people or they control the community. Both. Yeah. That yeah, that's what I think. See, when Thomas brought up the the brain interface and helmet, I tend to think that's just one one little more uh that's just another piece of how they do it other than some of the things like you just described. You know, it can be biological uh Induction I mean inducing uh, Upon us you know It can be like Thomas said it could be An apparatus you know that that's Imposed upon us there's so many ways To get to get to the human body You know and when Thomas speaks About the 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 helmet If you think about it in Your mind's imagination it's actually Giving you a visual Of exactly how the human Body is, is wired Literally your veins are like uh, Electrical conductors you know what I'm saying? Um, the current, the electricity in those veins is, you know, things like blood and stuff like that. You see what I'm saying? They they're using the technology that's within the the within our anatomy. They're, yeah. They're illustrate they're illustrating and manifesting hardware as as we call it, truly based on what we function like in the anatomical uh, uh point of, uh, context of this song.
1: I agree. That's true. They're basically
6: they're basically they're hijacking um the natural purpose of the body. Yeah. Which once yeah. again they've they've dumbed down the populations from understanding that, you know, everything is pretty much integrated and already operating like a computer. It's just
5: you know. And so what is the computer? Good. The computer is from our brain. It's modeled after our 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 brain.
1: Exactly
7: 100%. I don't remember I'll go ahead Thomas Remember when we did the show um, And uh, we were discussing um, Man, just that fast it left me we, was, we did the show And we were discussing Not the brain machine interfaces uh, The new economy uh, Where I said it's going to be We're a, going a, from the industrial Economy uh, uh industrialization into this uh, surveillance capitalism and surveillance capitalism is to take their behaviors, your everyday interactions, all of those things are now going to be brought into the market. you know what I'm saying so this falls right in line with what they need. you know what I'm saying all this all this information, everything we do is is going to be the new currency um you know what I'm saying? So, essentially, uh, when we get to the art, you'll be able to have your art before you make it. You know what I'm saying? And that's just how how um, crazy these people are going to be. You come up with an invention, and they already got your invention because you gave it to Why? them, but you didn't know you were giving it to them. You know what I'm saying? It's, so It's crazy that you said that.
6: Brain. It's crazy mm-hmm. that you said that because as you were saying that, I thought of uh, the minority report where they can Ooh. predict who's going to murder people be, before the crime is committed, you know? So, I mean, that's crazy. Are you, <laughs> you're going to be able to predict crimes before they commit, you know? It's just, it's just crazy.
5: It's not so much. Well, we, well, they we already create, got predicted police. They, they can could, they could steal it right out of our thoughts before we can even put it into action.
6: Here's something I would invite the family to do one day go go watch some 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 youtube videos on electrical uh principles and theories being applied specifically when they start to talk about uh electromotive force <clears throat> when mario says predicting one of the I, I come from the uh i come from the view of uh energy as it's taught in in electrical science and things like that it's not so much that they can predict it once you understand how energy moves and flows and what it does, there is not so much a prediction going on. There's a an a influence. It's it. You call it voltage, but the the scientific term is called force or electro, EMF, electromagnetic force. You have to. Apply. That's one of the ways you apply a force upon, uh. You know, space in so many so many words. You know. Causing electrons and things To to move in a direction You're hurting things How about that So typically what they're utilizing In that, that type of science That you're speaking of They're not so much utilizing predictive Meaning we don't know Really what will happen <clears throat> What they're doing is Looking at all the things we've talked about On the show before They're looking at all the possibilities The cause and effects of, of energy and they run these things over, over probabilities and thank you Thomas uh, probabilities and stuff like that quantum that remember we talking about that quantum mechanics and all that this is all mm-hmm. energy talk when they get to talking about this even no matter what I don't care how they're speaking the entertainment science of the of electronic hardware science of of, of anatomy it's all the same one principle when it comes to energy. They understand you can apply a force upon things. When we talked about the silent wars for uh, silent weapons for quiet wars, that was, that was actually the economic principle they used is a, is the energy theory to move economies. So it's not so much that they can predict, they just have so many probabilities that they can choose from that seem to come back with frequent patterns. You see what I'm saying? hmm So they, they look at the patterns. That gives them a better understanding of what more can what what could arise more frequently than not. They're way ahead of us, man. They they are way ahead of us.
7: Yeah, yeah they're they able to take um the data and put it into algorithms. And the algorithms, you know, the computer spits out, you know, um, it's going to be a climb on the 600 block of southwest such-and-such avenue between the time of 2.30 and 3.30 a.m. Someone's going to steal a car. And then they go out there and they just try to wait and catch someone who's going to steal a car. And you're basing that off of the comp stats that based off of the Maybe the last three years they got a on that date they got a a, a hit where a car was stolen at that very location so they're going to, to play the probabilities of that happening again and you know what I'm saying but the problem with a lot of that predictive policing because uh, it's not hundred percent accurate it's just the most probable you know what I'm saying so um, when they start convicting people based off of and this goes to that minority court, I didn't even commit the crime, but you say I'm going to commit the crime. So let's just say your boss, you hate your boss, and you think, man, I wish I could kill this motherfucker. I'm <laughs> sorry, but next time, uh, next thing you know, the police are knocking <laughs> on your door. And they're saying, yo, you you, you know, you're going to arrest you for attempted murder, but I didn't mean that. You know what I'm saying? But they're in your head already. Uh, And that's going to be the scary part of that because we don't always do what we think we're, you know, what we think. You know what I'm saying? As humans, you know, we have that free will. And it's going to take that free will that we have away from us. They're going to want us to think exactly how they want us to think for us to outthink them. Because if we know that we get locked up for thinking the wrong thing, we're going to try not to think that, you know, and, you know, uh, it's going to be crazy, brother.
6: Don't they have a passage in the, Don't they have a passage in the Bible that says, you know, if you think it, even if you don't follow through with the action, the thought, the mere thought, is a sin.
7: Yeah, I think so, brother. I think so.
6: I had something that yeah, you know. that ain't nothing new under the sun. So it seems to me like you know there's been something that was capable uh, of of this, you know, in, in ancient times or you know some kind of concept where they could have some kind of predictions of of people's thoughts or being able to put like you said behavior into algorithms and and being able to predict you know the probability of somebody doing something against you know the norm or society's law or the statute
7: back then back then you used to have oracles, you used to have people that could do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. You would them,
1: yeah. and
7: they'll be able to tell you, yo, you know, um, don't do this, you know, like Notre, Notre Dame, you know what I'm saying? I think he said the the two the two metal birds were crash into the two um twin brothers in the city of York in the year nineteen ninety nine. he was off by two years, but two metal birds crashed into the twin towers in two thousand one. You know what I'm saying? But he predicted that in, like, whatever year he lived, 13, whatever, you know what I'm saying, whenever he – but when, you, when you're when you able to see those visions, you know, you had a special talent, a special power. You was like a a movie star of your day. You know, he would go around town, and people would just be falling at his feet, like, yo, tell me what's going to happen. Like, get out of here, peasant, you know. You know, or you got to pay me for me to tell you your lottery numbers today or whatever, you know, but <laughs> they had uh, – they had that, those visions, that, brother. Those, that was natural. And that's what they're trying to stop us from getting back to. Because we used to all have that. We used to all be in sync with that. It's telekinetic. We still views. got it. Yeah. Exactly. We still let, got We just, let we me just have all these things tapping it out. Go ahead, Beth. Okay. Let me open up this line.
5: 405388. Peace, hey, Sister Beth. Four five.
9: Uh, Ramon and Brother Thomas. Can, can I be heard? Hey. Greetings. Yes,
6: you can, Mel. Sister Mel, how you doing? Great show tonight.
9: Great show tonight. Great commentary, also, Brother Mario. I uh, wanted to chime in on a couple things. Uh, First thing is, I'm gonna take y'all back to the uh, chicken sandwich wars. (laughs) Now, (laughs) y'all gotta think about it. We live in a society that is uh, heavily driven by FOMO, fear of missing out. Now, the media plays into this, social media plays into this, Uh, as well as many of our peers. Just, you know, hearing everybody talk about it, everybody wants to have that experience of this quote-unquote new chicken sandwich from Popeye's. So I believe that's why the lines were around the corner, and this is just another op, in my opinion, that they're wanting to see who's, you know, who's actually... Do we still have them under our thumb like we think we do? Are they going to go running to this chicken sandwich? And time and time and again, we prove, or society proves, yeah. You know, tell me, tell me when to go. Like E40 said, tell me when to go and tell me where to go. <laughs> so, um, so I believe well, soon, that's what is behind. Go ahead.
6: I, no, you can finish. I can ask. A, I wanted to ask you a question. Go ahead.
9: Oh, you can go ahead.
6: Well, with all that being said, what was going on on Capitol Hill, you think, that we might have been missing? I hope somebody calls in tonight and tells us why well, all the chicken smacking, sandwiching, going on, some type of, you know, HR bill <laughs> or something. I mean, do you know of anything that might have got past us? Wasn't, that... wasn't, wasn't that – Wasn't that
5: – was that during the time of Epstein murder, or what else was going
9: Ain't no telling what bills they were passing during that time. I'm with Sister Bev. Ain't no telling what bills they were passing, what legislation they were creating during that time to be passed. But I do believe it was during the time of the whole Epstein murder. Um, I also know that, uh, like Thomas mentioned earlier, the G7, um, and then the uh you know they had the uh, world AI conference yesterday
3: <clears throat>
9: so uh moving on to you guys talking you guys talked about um, AI and the future po- uh population control things like that now yesterday the only thing that Elon Musk and uh the Ma dude from uh Alibaba from China the only thing that they could agree on is that um, there will be a uh, population collapse, as they worded it, uh, within the next 20 years. Now, they went back and forth about how um, AI can change the future, how it can cause problems, et cetera, but this is the only thing that they seemed to agree on was that there were, uh, what did they say, um, if AI has a benevolent purpose in the future, one thing that uh the population should be worried about is a population collapse in 20 years. So for them to mention that and bring that up, I'm going to take it back to when y'all were talking about the uh these GMO these GMO foods, these fake foods that they're producing, giving people fake um uh, uh dopamine releases and things like that all of these things are going to have a major impact in the future. You know, eating all this fake uh, genetically modified meat or lab-created meat, um, vegetables, you know, and like um, Brother Rio mentioned earlier, you know, they're putting it in every single thing you can think of, so there really is no way around it unless you're growing your own food. And even then, you know, you got to worry about the chemtrails, uh, this brain, I guess is what they're calling it. Um, the water falling from the sky, like leaving all this, you know, weird residue on your vehicles, on you know, different things like that. So um, that's just something that we have to, you know, we gotta, we gotta keep an eye on, and we have to get back to growing our own food because otherwise, we're gonna be affected by this too. Even if we do try and eat as clean as possible, there, there really is no true escape from this. And then uh, also, I wanted to ask if any of you all on the line had heard about uh, the police in Oregon photoshopping the tattoos off of a potential suspect's face in order to charge him with the crime, with the crime of bank robbery.
5: They took it off of one person's face and put it on another person's face?
9: No, they took his face. Through the photos? Right, and basically mm-hmm. photoshopped. He had a lot of tattoos, you know, a lot of these, even though he's, I was going to say, you know, a lot of young people have audience right. tattoos all over their face. I mean, it looks so demonic, mm-hmm. but this guy wasn't young at all. He was a 50-year-old brother, <laughs> but yeah. he had audio tattoos all over his face, um, coming from his head, from his uh, hairline, all the way down to his eyebrows, all on his cheeks, everywhere. They photoshopped all his tattoos off of his face and basically put that Photoshop picture in a lineup and only two of these bank tellers out of maybe four or six pointed him out. But it was an altered image.
6: Do you think they were trying to help him out or were they
9: trying
6: to, I mean, oh, trying I to frame
9: too. this they were trying to frame this man in my opinion.
7: Okay, we sound like the, um...
9: No one mentioned. None of the tellers previously mentioned that he had tattoos on his face. Now they did mention that he had some faded tattoos on his neck and his hands. But if you can notice that, you clearly can't miss any. You can't miss at least what he probably had at least ten tattoos on his face. That
5: would have been the first thing you noticed.
6: Well, that's why.
7: Right.
5: That's why I
6: was asking that so,
7: they were taking. Sounds like the um. Well, so I got two thoughts. First thing is, uh, Little Wayne, you know he got the face tattoos and stuff, and he got an album uh, where he's it's like his kindergarten graduation picture, and they he puts all they photoshopped all the tattoos that's on his face as an adult. So you know what I'm saying? I yeah, I think it's the card of four, or whatever. But also. Uh, it reminds me of the college scandal where, where the white, rich white people was cheating To get their kids into the schools Photoshopping their kids face Over somebody jumping the pole Or something so they could get Their kids these athletic scholarships And stuff you know what I'm saying just trying to cheat the system using Photoshop you know um, You know put it a Got their kid dunked in a basketball With a black body and a white face you know what I'm saying Like that type of stuff but Oh, that's interesting. I'm going to look that up because I didn't know that happened until you said it. Um, And that's, you said, Oregon?
9: Yeah, in Oregon. Now, their justification for doing this was, well, he could have put on makeup. (laughs) Well, see, that's why I asked the question. Now, while that is possible, I I don't, uh, I'm not sure. I think that's a cop-out. But go ahead, Brother Ramon. Well,
6: that's why I actually asked the question because I I, I wasn't trying to go against it. I was saying, and if you're going to remove identifying markers, are you trying to help a person to get away with it, or what's the purpose? See, I got to go through the process of deduction to, to see. Well, why wouldn't you leave the description as as it was given at the time of the incident? See, I'm, that, that's where I'm coming from. So when they removed it, was they trying to say, well, if we remove any distortions of his face, therefore any and everybody will recognize who he is. I would I would say reason why it's, you have to go through a logical uh, process on this is because only people that would probably recognize him without tattoos would definitely be family. And anybody that was around him as he was transitioning through those tattoos, you know, getting those tattoos on him. Anybody that would have seen him after the the completion of his tattoos, you know, to went to the point he stopped, only can describe him from that point. So to remove it, it's almost like they're giving him, or they're almost like they're taking away the ability to identify him.
1: That's what I'm asking.
6: That's what I'm asking.
9: In my opinion they were not trying to help him in your process of deduction you got to consider this is a black man in Oregon, okay? Oregon one of the most racist states to this day um not a real large black population. So, you know, you got to consider that and yeah, they were not trying to help him in any way. They were uh none of the tellers described his Facial tattoos. They only described him as a black man. Um, Approximately, I think they said about 200 pounds, maybe 5'11 to 6'2 somewhere in there. Um, So tattoos on his neck, tattoos on his hands. No mention of any tattoos on his face at all.
6: So that's why I'm asking the question: if the cashiers them never even reported tattoos, yet you're telling me they removed tattoos by photoshopping.
7: But it'll be well, like you go in to rob a, it'll be like you go in to rob bank with tattoos, come you on. Know, you got tattoos on your face, right? But you, let's just say you didn't rob the bank, right? Uh, but they they catch you, and they say, man, this brother got tattoos on his face. So let's Photoshop, take the tattoos off, and show this picture to the bank tellers and see if they say this is the person that did it. So you didn't keep, you distorted his actual face by taking the tattoos off. To show it to people which is illegal You know what I'm saying Well I don't know if it's illegal but to me it's entrapment
6: Well well answer me this then Thomas Who would recognize him Without the tattoos If the Because the tellers obviously never mentioned them And only people to mention the tattoos According to Sister Mel Is the police by admission that they removed them So outside of (laughs) So did
5: he have mm-hmm. tattoos on his face? Well, that's, his what face
6: face. that's what I'm asking. Who can recognize him without tattoos other than somebody that has been with him before he ever had them, which would make that family. And anybody that would have been close enough, a friend or something that hung out with him through the years as he progressed through getting those those tattoos that would be able to recognize whether he had tattoos or not. You see what I'm saying? because if the, if the, if the tellers only saw him at the point he had tattoos according to Sister Mel, they never reported
5: it so he didn't have tattoos if they didn't all his if he had had them they that would have been part of the description when they gave the police officers the description
7: that's what i'm saying so what sounds to me like the brother they caught somebody and they wanted to make him the suspect. So they photoshopped and they his put tattoos the cat. and showed his pictures to the bank tellers and say, is he the one who did it? And <laughs> okay. two out of the six said, yeah, because, you know, we all look alike. So it was like, okay, you could have put this man in jail, but somehow it came out that they photoshopped the tattoos off his face, So it, it, they got busted. But imagine how many people – now imagine if you um, don't have tattoos on your face and the person who committed the crime does have two tattoos on their face, and they go and put that tattoo over your face like you're – and show that picture to someone, and they just see the tattoo. Like, yeah, that's the guy who did it, you know what I'm saying, not looking at you. But, but you're not going to
6: – When they come pick you up, where you have that tattoo on you? Well, see, that's what I'm it's,
7: saying. It's, it's a, <clears throat> mm-hmm. Well, you know, cops well, don't – you know, they don't really – you know what I'm saying, we've seen them um, – uh, have people go to jail for committing rapes that they didn't commit and stuff like but they don't really care they trying to close the case they probably had a vendetta against this dude probably said man we're gonna make him this nigga's going to jail for that you know what I'm saying but um, yeah I, I kind of get like both yeah. of y'all coming from
8: it, it could have you know, helped him if he would have got
7: a if he could have afforded a lawyer that would have challenged it, but more than likely he would have got a public defendant who would have been in on the scheme anyway, and, they, you know, he gave his little bit of money and the DA, he trying to get to where the DA is, and so the DA say, listen, take one for the team on this one, and, you know, they just let the whole thing ride. and, you know, they all will look the other way and send a nigga to jail with no problem. <laughs> well, Sister so Mary the story.
6: I, I, I'm sorry. No. I just want to say, go Sister Mel is only re- reading the article. So I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's not even like she is, is saying that this is what I discovered in the sense of interviewing anybody. She's saying, this is what was reported. That's why I'm asking that. It's the same thing what Dr. X talks about Monday and Tuesday. What's being reported versus what when you dig beneath these, these stories, w- what are we coming up with? Because the way... He was giving it to me. It just only left that question in my head. Well, it doesn't benefit them to remove tattoos if that's what the the cashier saw. Because if they saw him without tattoos on his face, they wouldn't know who they. They couldn't just say that's him. You see what I'm saying?
5: Because he had tattoos, right? Right. Okay, um, I'm gonna give you guys wanna... a little more
9: backstory to the to the article. Oh, go ahead, Sister Beth. No, go ahead.
5: Go ahead, because I was going somewhere else. Go ahead.
9: Okay, so now this brother, they basically found him. I wouldn't say caught him even. They found him living in his car nearby the scene of this bank robbery some days later. Now, they say that. Uh, <laughs> he he ran was bacon, a he lived
4: suspect. in the car around the corner.
9: <laughs> right, he lived in the car. <laughs> now, now, they say basically he was a viable suspect because he had several dark colored hoodies. in in his backseat where the rest of all of his clothing were, you know, um, didn't mention he got anything new, you know. Now, y'all know we all like to shine when we got a little bit of money. So if we're going to get some money, it could have been a couple of pairs of Jordans in the back, you know, maybe, uh, you know, just nothing adds up. But you have to, your question, Ramon, um, you know, what are we seeing coming from this? I would say we're seeing a trend. And that trend is, if you all remember, a few months back I had um, spoke about an article where in uh, New York they photoshopped the younger brother's face with the uh, – no, the, uh, they photoshopped the guys, the potential suspect. They photoshopped his, like, school picture, elementary school picture, along with his brother's, older brother's mugshot and basically photoshopped these two pictures together, these two images and created a a whole new images a whole new image that looked like both, and pretty much said, okay, yeah, you the you the suspect. So we're seeing a trend, is what we're seeing in um, law enforcement agencies, pretty much using Photoshop and other technologies to their advantage. To, in my opinion, frame black folks.
0: So let me ask
6: you this, uh, Sister Mel, they have a word for that. And it appears we'll be bringing that up a little later in the show. They call that a illustration. Would you agree? See, they illustrated what a criminal and a bank robber and a thief looks like. So much so over the years that when they bring forth evidence or uh, what they what, what do they call it, circumstantial evidence, a hoodie could a dark hoodie could reflect or represent the attire or the costume.
7: Of a bank robber. I said, and got to be black. Don't forget uh-huh. that. It's part. Their stereotype of what a bank robber is. no don't matter how yeah, you look at yeah, exactly. you know, yeah, it. Yeah. all, yeah. Shut it off. Set it off, made it look so even Sister Mel can be a, and could be bank robbers too when they go in there, you know? Yeah,
5: look yeah, how they exactly, did it. Wow. Uh, Martin with the hood, you know, every
6: young black guy that wore a hood was a criminal. you talking about Trayvon Martin?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
6: mm-hmm. I mean, and yeah. that's what I'm saying, you know, the illustration, you know, we and the only reason they could sell that is they had to pump the visual, uh, at, at, they had to put the visual content in your face along with the narrative of what they were telling you. Although the, you don't know if the, the the visual is even correct, we don't even know if that's Trayvon Martin on that picture. No more than Brother, when somebody goes, mm-hmm. Go ahead. No Brother, more than Mom, when somebody draws. Go it's interesting
4: that you, it's interesting that you
6: say that because it seems like it brings back uh, the point that uh, Brother Thomas was bringing up about the uh, Hasbro getting the the Death Row uh, music um, because. I'm remembering that they had a concert with a hologram uh, of Tupac, didn't it? Yeah. Yep. It is. Yep. so if you, if you, if you got all these catalogs of all these gangster rappers that were so popular and you can have all these concerts with just hologram images where Mm -hmm. you ain't even got to pay them, pay them that much because they dead or you might have to break them off a little bit or something, you know, just to use their image. But I mean, man I mean, you're talking about a whole generation Of people who are trying to relive their childhood Man, I love this
7: family no, we,
1: The number we, one
7: we, <laughs> Go ahead The number one people that will make money When they start this Will be the NFL, the NBA And the MLB When they can have Jordan playing against LeBron You know what I'm saying? And it looks real as hell You know what I'm saying? And, man. you know, um and it's all based off of projected images. You know, um, you can go to the game and look it looks at, real.
5: Look at the video games they got. They have out. They look re- almost real when the guys playing basketball. Well, well
6: remember.
5: Well, Thomas, I wanted
6: to ask um, you what was the name you spoke. We spoke about this before. Remember what? Time, they remember they was talking about licensing Hollywood stars, celebrities licensing their their images for, for
7: movies yeah, now. So they do have to When I was what, talking you know. about the jobless, the, the universal basic income, and I was trying Very to show well, how, how exactly. all jobs are going to be obsolete. You're not going to need a job. You know they're going to have Denzel acting forever as a 20 year old. You know, like he's in. Thomas, Globe. can
1: I,
6: can I say this to Sister Mel? Because she actually sparked the thought in my head. Before you go on, I just wanted to say that um, when when we talk about that population collapse and stuff, I'm starting to the language is starting to sound more so like it's not so much like. They, of course, we know they're doing some physical removing of people, but I think what they're they're saying is that we're you're not going to be counted anymore.
4: I would agree with that. There's no longer there's yeah. no longer need for a, a worker force.
6: So the the the, the there's no go, there's not going to be a need for a need for a middle class. So everybody who's in the middle class either you're gonna move up or you're gonna move down. Well, to remove so like that that movie, uh,
8: Elysium.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Yep. Now, That's the next dimension, file. Speaks. Yeah.
5: Now we we get down on time, and I want to hear about the negative interest rate. Okay.
6: <laughs> I do. We are ready to go there. Thomas, you want to finish up your comment before we go and move into this?
7: Um. Yeah. I was just going to say very quickly. I want y'all to look up MSG. MSG. That's Madison, like Madison Square Garden, but M-S-G Sphere, S-P-H-E-R-E, right? And this is being built by Madison Square Garden, but it's being built in English. This is going to be the next generation of how all concerts and events will be taking place. The whole thing is a television screen. The whole entire sphere, it looks like the Earth or a big globe, but when you're inside of it, the whole room, everything is a television screen, which gives you a total engulfment inside of the visual while you're at the event. So regardless of where you're sitting, you're right there, and uh, this is going to be how they're going to make a lot of this uh, holographic stuff really look really real, real realistic when, when you get into this type of environment. Uh, but look it up. It's called the MSG Spear. And I'll read through the little, uh, caption.
6: Uh huh. Don't they have uh, maybe uh, like smaller versions of that? I think like at, a, at Disney World or Disneyland or something like that. Because I've heard some people talk about that because they said that uh, it gives them the feeling of being uh, seasick or, or or having motion sickness or nausea or something because you know
1: it's, it's
7: three hundred sixty well, degrees. Is, um, this this television screen is going to be the size of three football fields. And it's going to be all around. It's going to be on top of you, behind you, and in front of you. Plus the person's on stage. I don't know how it's going to make them dizzy or whatever. I guess it is. all like even with video games, they'll say, you know, don't play for too long because you might get nauseous, you know, because of all the lights. You know, but I just, when, when you when you was talking about the holograms, this is going to make it look so realistic. When you can have an actual death row concert and sell <coughs> mm. tickets, $200 tickets to Puffy and the, and the Bad Boy and all of them. He sells their rights to their images to Biggie and all of his artists to some major company and now they have the rights to put concerts out every week and something like this and it looks so real, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so... Um,
5: okay. Where did you say that was going to be They was going to build that at The MSG
7: sphere In Las Vegas, it's Las Vegas. Oh
5: it's Vegas it's, Okay Las Vegas it's Yeah Vegas. it's going to fit okay. right in. Okay Alright Ramon tell us about this uh, Negative interest No interest mortgage And loans I want to hear about that
7: Okay Okay all right,
6: family, we're gonna segue over to something that just, that brings us a little more close to day to day living. And um I, I can only say this first, Auntie Bear, I, I I don't understand this totally. I just it it only catches my attention because you know lately we've been, you know, talking about trying to come with some solutions and ideas about mm-hmm. you know, investing in our community. So some of this uh, stuff is is coming as I researched through, you know, the funds for the qualified income opportunity zones and stuff like that. So in- interestingly, you know, I want to ask you, are you ready for the banks to pay you for taking a loan? The coming of negative interest rates, no rate mortgages and loans. Where are we headed? Have we seen this pattern before, family? Recently in Denmark, it was announced no rate, negative interest rate loans, and mortgages. Reports have surfaced that investors are purchasing negative-yielding stock bonds. What does this mean to us, family? Who's giving away loans with no interest? Who's giving away loans with negative interest? And what money would they be kind doing? Of they getting money some kind of way. We're going to explore that tonight, and hopefully we'll figure it out ourselves because my own interpretation, it looks like um, we're seeing the payoff come by way of maybe recently you've noticed you've been getting an a influx of uh, quick payday loan type of texts, emails, phone calls, uh you you might you know you ain't got no good credit. You probably sitting on four hundred four eighty 480 or something like that. Yet you got people, you know, beating down your door talking about, you know, they got pre-approved. If you wanted a car right now, I can almost assure you you wouldn't have no problem, even if you ain't got no job. That's how abundant it it is to get into a loan right now and according to Denmark they're giving out loans that soon will trickle over here to America at 0% or negative 0.5 as low as 0.023 ultimately somebody is saying we're going to pay you Take a loan from us So each month We're going to apply An extra dollar or two Towards your principal payment That you're paying We're also going to honor No payments on The mortgage per se Just the principal But you got to make sure You do this within The maturity date You got 10 years As of now But it's already been revised and enacted for anybody that thinks, oh, man, I can't do that. They're, 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 they're going 30 years now. This sounds like gold. And places like Denmark is offering these type of interests. But whose interests are we, 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 we working in when we explore this this type of system? What's going on, y'all? Why is there so much money in the system, but everything is so high? You ain't lost your job. There ain't no recession coming. Or is it? Hopefully we'll find out tonight. So, Auntie Beth, Mm
1: -hmm. would
6: you be okay with taking a loan, Thomas? A loan from the bank and they willing to give you money monthly or
7: annually for taking out a loan they ain't giving me a loan but if they on um, did i take it <laughs> more than willingly brother
5: but to look like to me I don't know all the details of it but it looks like to me I mean we are the creditors anyway and they're the debtors because the country is, is bankrupt. So that's what, how it really is supposed to be set up. Well, but I don't I know do all man, the can... details of it.
6: You, you, you can know? I be heard? Sure. Go ahead, brother. All right. Uh, it's interesting that, that, that you bring this up brother cause this is exactly what I've been studying. Um, I've been studying how the banks make money, and mm-hmm. Auntie Bev is exactly correct. Um, the people who go to a bank to get a so-called loan are the creditors, because the credit because the banks make money from your signature. You're actually loaning money to the bank through your signature, and them accessing your credit. What they do is supposed what, to be an exchange. What? what they What is an exchange? They call a loan. They take the money that they create from your signature, they securitize it, and they give it back to you as a loan. Then they sell that security, so they get money from the or they buy government bonds to where Ooh. they can, it's like liquid cash. They can sell it back at any time to get the money, but they also make an interest rate on that. Then they give that, they they record it as an asset, then they can give it to you as a loan, which is a liability. But the money is created from you coming to them. They give that to you and then tell you you're supposed to pay it back with interest. So this sounds like, you know, this is a scheme. Okay, well, we're going to forgive the interest, but you're still going to have to pay back the money that you loaned to us. Basically, they're not putting up anything. and making well, check money.
7: Do. Got you, got you, got you. Yeah, it, 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 it.
6: I Here's
5: go, to the...
6: can... go ahead, Tom. Go ahead. I, Well, I was just going to add something to what Mario was saying. That um, you're right. The creditor is us, and guess how they've worked out this system, particularly over in Denmark, is that
0: the creditor
6: is the person. Now, when I I'm, I'm, I'm gonna walk us through this process so we we understand what Mario is talking about, because I think. What he just said is very valid when you go to the bank and make a w- i mean a deposit, what are you doing, Mario? You're loaning the bank money, so what does that give you as a title that may, that's that's what makes you the creditor okay, so Denmark <laughs> in this system has figured out how to now this ain't Denmark per se. Let me just get it correct this is actually the central banks of every country. This is their policy. They've been forced mm-hmm. to have to make some type of changes because unbeknownst to the the, the society, is really what's wrong with the, the economy is, is too much money out. It's a lot of money in surplus, right? I mean, it's too much money in private equity. Remember, we was talking about the opportunity zones. That's where that kicks back in. They unlock the doors for private equity to come come out, and they're hiding it through banks. Most of these companies are held by bank-holding companies. That's what they call it. Am I correct, uh, brother
1: mm-hmm. Mario? Okay. Yep.
6: So these are private funds, what we're talking about. So basically when Donald Trump did what we've been talking about on the Opportunity Zones, that's what opened up, that's what we're talking about tonight. But it's it's, done, it's so many more layers to it that I didn't see this coming. So to have, you know, we're entering into a market that's saying we're willing to pay you to take money from us. Well, who's the creditor on this? We just said it. It's the depositors, us, that go to the bank, deposit these checks, put it in your savings accounts or whatever, and check this out, how they're going to pay for their expense to pay the, the borrower, now has the benefit of only paying on the principal, no interest rate, and in most cases negative, they're going to charge your savings accounts, your IRAs, and everything else else held in the bank that you didn't win and did. They're going to charge your account, to deposit your money in there. I That's think what the, uh, so
5: they're going to get the fees. So they say again, i out. So the bank's going to be making money off the fees that they're going to charge us. But like now, the the banks make 90 cents off of every dollar.
6: Exactly. We make a tenth, but they loan it out at a tenth to us. So if you got 10 tenths of a hole, they basically only have to hold 10 cents for every dollar that they lend out. Well, let me let me point of order, Brother Ramon. They're not loaning you anything. That's the point.
4: You true, see true. people,
6: people are under the impression that they're being loaned other depositors' money, and they're not. Mm-hmm. The bank is taking that money, and they are taking that money house. and buying government bonds or the securitizing and selling it to, to private investors, and they put it on the books as an asset, and what they do with that asset is they make their own money, and they call it electronic money or checkbook money. Mm-hmm. When you write a check, You're using checkbook money because you go and you do what with that check? You deposit it at another bank. So all you have done is transfer the liability from one bank to another bank. They didn't loan you anything. They're just creating money out of thin air. But you are expected to pay back money, which you are working hard, you have your sweat equity, and you're pledging your future uh, earnings, from whatever job that you have, to pay back money that you weren't even loaned—that you gave to them. Let me ask you this, Mario. Well, what I you made me want.
7: Go ahead, Thomas. You, yeah. Um, fine, bro. What I see is actually uh, Mario is right on point. Right. The banks and. Denmark, now this isn't these greedy Banks in the US, you know, they don't care About the people Denmark is a little Yeah, but Denmark is a little Rich little country I mean, they got little islands in the middle of the ocean They already give their People basic, universal basic Income, that's why They don't even work over there, they all get Thousands of dollars a month In universal basic income They wear Gucci and Lou You know what I'm saying, it ain't working so, when you go to Denmark, per se, um uh, you they're offering you to buy this house. They're pretty much making it impossible for you to turn it down. The so second, you sign for the house. if it's a hundred thousand dollar house. now the bank gets a hundred thousand dollars. you know what I'm saying? And they're going to keep that and give you the house. You know so they get, really came up with a scheme to get the money. And pretty much, you just put the money back. You know, they're not asking you really to pay no interest on it. They'll make the money off of your money in the long run. They're thinking, um, if they got all this free money coming to them that they could gamble with, and uh, put it in the market and make some quick extra money, you know. So I got just imagine if they.
4: Now? Yeah,
7: they would actually yeah, make
6: a hundred. They would actually make a hundred and ninety thousand off of that transaction that you're that and you're giving you now.
7: Mhm. So and then pretty much getting their people to sign for the most expensive thing you could buy, which is a house, and they get to get all that money, and they give you a house, and then they get to work with your money to make more money for themselves. You know what I'm saying,
6: and the kicker is but they still make they, can, pay back they control money. right, and the kicker is they control the economy, so they can control and actually predict how many people are going to lose their property, which they're putting up as security for paying back money that wouldn't even loan to them. So now you see where this story is about to go. Cause that's what I was, I'm, I'm glad we got there because that's, that's one of the pros and cons of this very thing. I wanted to ask you though, do you think especially for family members that might be in a, in a situation where they could benefit from this,
0: what, what about
6: somebody that, that has a home? Let's say, you know, they're looking at, you know, let's say they're a couple of months behind on their, their mortgage. Could they refinance through this process and benefit? Would they be able to realize, you know, a 10-year maturity? Because you got 10 years as of now, and they do that not just in Denmark, Thomas, I'm trying to point out to you that you're going to hear it yourself. This has already been taking place in America in a different form. We we just need to catch on to what, what what how it's being done. But there you know, the central bank is involved in this, so that means everybody that's attached to the central bank, I would I would wager to say ain't JP Morgan Chase a part of the central bank? Love Fargo and all I would here, imagine so it well if they are then that means they're right here in American territory, so they probably running these schemes already, just ain't announcing it here. More so than making noise over there about Denmark doing it, you see what I'm saying. So you know, brother Mario could 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 a family member or somebody refinance their home if they're behind on a couple of payments and be, use this a benefit to to bring themselves into a to a, a the black as, as the stock market says. It it will be beneficial to buy them more time, um, but it's still the same game. So in essence, if the Like when they decide to restrict the economy, like when the feds decide to raise interest rates, that means the banks are not going to be giving out loans, which means the economy is going to slow down. Um, Corporations are not going to be um, spending as much money. They're going to be cutting wages. Uh, They're going to be laying off people. So even if you refinance and you get into the black, once that Economy is respected. They already have analytics on how many people are going to lose their property because they are not going to be able to keep up with the payments because they're not going to have a job. Period. All right. Okay. I get it. But there still is a a potential to use it if they can, if they find the the, the ability to leverage the the situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, because, you know, we like to give out solutions while we do this stuff, too. Um, well, I, Auntie I mean, Bev actually has given out the uh, the solution, and that's what kind of got me interested in, in, in kind of researching this. Because when she was she was talking about discharging, and um, I mean that is actually the way that we need to start going. Because that's what the rich people do. Bankruptcy ain't nothing but a Ooh. discharge. It's just a form of discharge Definitely. that they that they tell everybody else because of certain conditions and parameters that still benefit them. But rich people like Trump. When he just charged something, yeah. it's totally gone. He don't owe nothing yeah. on yeah. that. Yeah.
5: Anything.
6: I mean, he, ain't in the, he, ain't, yeah. he
4: ain't in the hole or nothing.
7: And he that's what Money don't exist. Money don't exactly. exist. The only, thing, exactly. the only thing that makes Donald Trump rich is his signature. So it's just like yeah. if you go to um, get a car and they approve you for a loan for $50,000 to get this car. And you accept that. Now, they might have gotten a $75,000 loan in your name, the entity under you, but they're going to give you this $50,000 card. Plus, you're going to have to pay them that $50,000 back plus interest. And then they're going to attach a coupon to each payment, which they're going to get paid twice anyway. You know what I'm saying? Because whatever, if they send you the coupon in the mail saying you owe the $500 for this month, once you attach your check to the coupon, that makes them able to cash in a certain amount on the coupon plus cashing your check. You get what I'm saying? Like, so it, it's a total scheme. And what they Trump, here. I mean. Donald Trump
6: has the well, knowledge or he has people around him to where he's not making those payments. Like sister Bev was saying, all he's doing mm-hmm. is discharging it. He's not writing yeah. the check. All he's doing, like you said, is signing his signature because there, if there yeah. is no money, there is no there is no payment. There's no way to pay it. He understands that. So he knows the yeah. formula or, or, or the procedure to be able to tell them, hey, yeah. you take that payment and, you know, you take it to, you know, the, the, the treasurer. And, you know, they're going to do whatever that's they do. Right. With it. But, and you know, what you looking book. at me for? Yeah. yeah, what you looking at me for? Because there ain't no way to pay you. And that's what they do. They just balance the book. That's it. He ain't paying no money. Yeah. No. Nope. So you How you, you, gonna you uh
5: there is That's why he money. won't open you his book. Pay a, you, you can't pay a debt with a debt. That that dollar bill Exactly. That no exactly. tells you yeah. on there it's a no. You Can't pay a debt exactly. with a debt. Exactly.
1: Mhm. The only
6: and, thing and he and can that, pay the debt is why, his signature. And that's why he won't open his book and that's why they will never make him Open up his book because it would expose right. that scheme, and they not gonna do that. Yeah. So you know, all so the Mar- people talking about Trump gonna have to open up his book. No, he is yeah. not. That is in the no. private, and he is not gonna have to yeah. open up the books because it's gonna expose right. the scheme.
1: Well,
6: well, brother Mario, in short, doesn't it just explain it best that we 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 know in this family, and I, I'm sure much much of this family know Donald Trump is operating in the in the public. Is that is was yeah. that the correct? No, Donald or? Trump is no, Donald Trump is operating in the private in the private, private. Okay. So he understands that he doesn't mix business with pleasure.
7: He uses public, so he created so-called
3: money, he created,
6: but he he operates his own finances in the private, which is why he doesn't have to open up his books because that's where they right. understand the procedures, right? They understand the procedures of how to discharge mm-hmm. that debt, and they can't let the general public know that because the general public has the ability right. to do that too. But if they do that, it's going to crash the economy overnight. So it explains why who we've operate. always seen. It. Who do, do you think to
5: they the owe to that too? All, all that thousands of trillions of dollars that they owe. Who you think it is owed to us?
7: Us, the people, yeah. yeah yeah. Not the persons, the people You know But right. so what Donald Trump does is he operates as Donald Trump Donald J. Trump Jr., whatever In the private mm-hmm. He created and the private, a public yeah. entity Called Trump International That operates in the public forum So he's able to, to Navigate between both But he's not really He understands yeah. that Trump International don't really exist You know what I'm saying So him. He's able to leverage his private knowing that the public is corrupt and they're not going to never challenge him on that system. You know what I mean? Like Rio just said, they, they'll crush the whole thing. And that's why he's able to get away with it, come broke, end up with another casino. You know, it's like, exactly. how do you get more money? Exactly. You know that you it, it don't the exist. Mm-hmm. You, what you, you
5: know, know that it don't exist. You uh, uh, oh, I forgot the that's what I used to have on those Sundays. Yeah, the right. right. That's what we were trying to do, figure out the formula that Trump and the, the rich people already know. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Remember,
6: we talked about it before on the show that you don't see him pull out cash or a credit card.
1: No. You don't see that
6: with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They don't, I mean, hell, people will say, well, he's the president. He don't need a cell phone. It's like that ain't even why. The man go. He's a, he's a part of a club. Once they entered into these type of statuses, he he entered a, into a club that you recognize. Once once you're a member of that club, you you're recognized. You don't have to announce it. You're recognized by your admission. You know what I'm saying? So remember the you know, a lot of that,
7: Remember the hair yeah. club, the hair club commercial, among, with the guy yeah. was saying he had a little smoke. I'm not, oh, only,
1: oh. I'm not, only, I'm not oh. only the
7: client. I'm the president. They they all. <laughs> All the people that we talking about go to Donald Trump's club. That's mm-hmm. where they go hang out at it. His club at the Mar Lago. They on their little vacations and stuff. And right? they don't go up the to general the general pub they don't go yeah, to the general. It's five hundred thousand dollars a month like to be a part of the club. And why you well, think people limit, take bro. all
6: kinda of, all kinda of paparazzi when they see a, uh, somebody of Donald Trump's stature eating uh, a burger, sitting in line waiting to get served at Burger King. They just did that about Bill Gates about a month ago. Oh, man, look at him. He's so humble. He's standing in line to get a regular hamburger, regular guy, because normally he wouldn't even be there. He's already a part of the environment that wherever he goes, he, he's just known. It's, it's already there. I'm in, I'm on the walls. I'm there. I'm in the mission roster, everything in, above. So they don't even shop in the places we shop at.
5: Well, they have different – they could go in the places we go into, but they go in there as private, and the people – Treat them different. They have different rules when you private than when you public. But, but what I'm asking Auntie Bev,
6: how often would you even see Donald Trump at Walmart, Burger King? Uh, you see, what I'm saying some some general public uh, institution. I mean, do you have? Would you, would you? How often would you see him there? It ain't because he's a celebrity so much. So it's because of his status of what y'all are talking about. He that he, he can't be in a crowd like us.
5: But you got a lot of that's well we got but mm-hmm. there's a lot of regular people walking around that got I mean not walking but there's people that's got that same status that Trump has that you know can be walking among you driving regular cars looking just like it but they are working out of that private. And they all and, yeah, and they work under a whole different system than the rest of us do. And that's and that's it's what I'm true. agreeing with.
7: Trump's unique because he's a celebrity. He was a celebrity, right. so therefore, it's it's difficult for a celebrity. Like, um, uh, if you didn't know how Trump looked, he he could be in Walmart right next to you. You wouldn't know he was there. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, being that you know that's Donald Trump, you know, uh, that's Bill Gates. I remember back in the days they had Bill Gates shopping at a, a Target in um Seattle, up there by his house. And um, you know, some somebody said something smart to him. It was like TMC or one of them said, "You know, why you're a billionaire? Why are you shopping at Target?" He said, "I could buy Target," and that was the end of that conversation. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, why not? You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna shop at you know feel me. You know, um, I'm I'm sure Donald Trump. um, he got the Gucci store downstairs from his apartment. I mean, like you know, that, that, that they buy, they rent space for him. You know, like <laughs> but, but you know, these different people like, that,
5: people like that don't go to the store. The store come
6: to them. Exactly. That's what I was trying mm-hmm. to say. Well, but on that note, let us let because I know Auntie Bev is interested in information. Auntie Bev, if you queue up that um that audio file, the it's Denver- it's Denmark. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Let's all let, right. let, we'll let's let the on. family hear what they got to say about it. A couple of, couple of fellas that got a pretty decent take on it. Okay. It's about them all.
10: Yes, sir. Not even the yeah, bankers in sir. Denmark could believe what has happened. Because of the ridiculous policy of negative interest rates in several countries, mortgage rates actually decline below the zero mark. Imagine you borrow money from the bank and instead of paying interest they pay it to you. Do you think that this may cause some problems down the road? You came here for the truth so let me unveil that for you. Today we're going to talk about Denmark. This is one country that has been the extreme example of what happens when you screw around as a central bank. They have created a policy which is unprecedented historically. They're not alone. Of course, we've seen other countries do this. Look around the world. We have seen $11 trillion worth of bonds actually trading at a negative yield. Imagine you invest in something, you know you're going to lose. My goodness, how could they sell these things? Now, obviously, the central bank loves these, but it's not just them there are companies corporations institutions that have been purchasing all of this negative yielding debt i think it's crazy but that's what we're in today i'm going to go through everything to deal with denmark with negative interest rates and the mortgages today and everything that's happening with real estate i want you to stay tuned for a jam-packed episode let's begin Bankers stunned as negative rates sweep across Danish mortgages. This is out of Bloomberg. And if I show you here, at the biggest mortgage bank in the world's largest covered bond market, a banker took a few steps away from his desk this week to make sure his eyes weren't deceiving him. As mortgage bonds refinancing auctions came to a close in Denmark, it was clear that homeowners in the country were about to get negative interest rates on their loans for all maturities through to five years years representing multiple all-time lows for borrowing costs. that is insane imagine the fact you get paid to take a mortgage do you not think that this would create some serious issues of course it goes without saying during this week's auctions there were three times when I had to stand back a little from my screen and raise my eyebrows even the bankers are freaking out about what's going on for one year adjustable rate mortgage Mortgage bonds this particular company's refinancing auctions resulted in a negative rate of 0.23 percent the three-year was minus 0.28 and you had the five-year at just below zero obviously it's not a negative rate that's 5% or 10% or something crazy but it is actually in the negative now this could change at any moment obviously especially when we have adjustable rate mortgages they fluctuate but it just shows you the example in this case here where individuals are able to get into things that they actually couldn't normally afford but because of the unprecedented measures taken by the central banks this of course shows us how far they're willing to go and we will be able to document what has happened as a result. Danish mortgage lenders get ready for record low interest rates. Two Danish mortgage lenders are prepared to issue 30-year mortgages at a Fixed rate of one percent, the lowest ever in Denmark, and one of the lowest in the world. So those were the adjustable rate mortgages, and you can see here in this case, fixed rate 30 years at 1%. It's basically free. Basically free at this point. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe we saw a 0.99 in the UK that could have been an adjustable rates, but regardless, we've seen these low rates going lower and lower and lower. And ultimately, right now, this is one of the most extreme examples that we've ever seen. We are watching what central banks are doing in slow motion and they will create the biggest crisis the world has ever seen. At the bottom, they're talking about Germany's 10-year government bond yield actually going below 0%. So if you want to buy Germany's debt, you can actually have the privilege to do so and lose money. Think about the craziness, the insanity that this is. We are creating a policy in... In which central banks can do whatever they want whenever they want and your currency is at stake that's what goes on today we are watching all of these central banks messing up the entire world and nobody has a say Looking at the real estate in Denmark here, Denmark has continued to see prices increase throughout 2018, a trend caused mainly by the negative bank interest rates. Thank you for taking the words out of my mouth. In the year to February 2018, prices rose by nearly 8% when compared to the same period in the previous year, which saw increases of 6.8%. So they've been increasing at a rapid pace here. I mean, real estate should be a very slow and steady rise that we should have over a period of time. But instead, you bring interest rates down into the negative and then people are buying but is it the people of Denmark that are purchasing well we'll talk more about that in a moment Prices in Copenhagen increased at 10% a year. I mean, that is unbelievable when you look at real estate. That's some of the hottest markets in the United States. And I've shown you that before when we had the price increases, crazy price increases in Seattle and Las Vegas and other areas that were going just above that 10% mark. So just to give you an idea comparatively. This is talking about who's purchasing the real estate in Denmark. The players are predominantly institutional investors, Danish and non-Danish, real estate funds and property developers. Okay, It's not actually the average individual who has been buying at this rapid pace. We are seeing the institutions, the big money, both foreign and from Denmark, that are buying a lot of this real estate. The market has generally been seen as very attractive in recent years for both local and foreign investors, and the fundamentals remain strong, particularly in larger cities like Copenhagen. Of course, fundamentally, if you look at it, the interest rates are being forced down by the central bank, so we have to disagree on that point for just a moment. If you were to actually allow the market to decide the price, decide the interest rates, then of course you wouldn't see this at all. You would see interest rates being higher, but they have to engage in open market operations. They have to actually print money in order to keep those down and they devalue the currency. And of course, you will see time and time again that these countries here will suffer because of the central bank, whether it's the ECB, whether it's other central banks around the world that are doing this in their respective countries. And unfortunately, the average individual always gets screwed over as a
2: result of this. But home prices, home prices could go higher. Uh, We can see negative interest rates. And in fact, I think we will see negative interest rates unless something structural, you know, major structural change occurs with the entire banking system. Now, to me, the whole concept of negative interest rates is still insane, but it's a reality. So if they can lower rates to help keep the market inflated, to help keep asset prices from falling, then that would be the justification for lower and negative rates. So, Think about that, a mortgage company or a bank pays you to take out a mortgage. Now the problem with that is, well we have a Danish bank that's doing it right now, and it could come here to the US. I mean, so far look at what's happening with the Fed funds rate. We have the President out there basically begging the Fed to lower rates, even though on the other hand he's saying this is the greatest economy of all time. So uh, apparently the President thinks that most of America is pretty stupid. Right. On one hand, you are saying that the economy is the greatest ever, but then you're begging, screaming for rate cuts and uh, and bashing the central bank for not cutting fast enough. But, yeah, let's get into it. A negative mortgage rate. The bank's going to allow you to borrow money to buy a home. All right. These are, of course, not here in the U.S. We're talking about Denmark now. But what's to stop it from coming to the U.S.? Right. Does anyone think that the current administration would not go to negative rates to keep this bubble going? and also right now the bank in denmark they're offering this on a 10-year mortgage so you're going to have to try to get a lower priced home unless you have the cash to pay for a home and you're just taking out the negative mortgage rate just to get money from the bank but if you ever default and the odds are higher that you will default with a higher payment because it's a 10-year instead of a 30-year mortgage well it's a secured loan so even though you took out a negative mortgage rate If something happens, a job loss, a downturn in the economy, and the borrower cannot pay it back, well, the bank still gets to take the home back. So uh, that's the risk of buying not just an overinflated home, but taking out a 10-year mortgage. But according to this recent report here, the bank that's now doing the 10-year mortgage with negative interest rates is preparing to do a 30-year mortgage with negative interest rates. And if there ever is a more severe downturn in the economy where you see a lot of plunging credit scores for possible borrowers, well, it could only be the wealthy, including corporations, that are going to have access to these zero and negative mortgage rates. Now, right now in the U.S., the mortgage rate is about 3.6%, but the real story is think about people that want to save well they will be the ones that will be paying the price so right now with low interest rates the savers are already punished because they're not getting hardly anything in return for their savings so flip that into reverse now if you want to save and this is already happening in some cases banks will be charging you to keep your money in their bank you see the whole concept of banks needing capital in order to make loans that's been completely thrown out the window right it's all typed up just on a computer screen it's all digital they do not have to have the same amount in reserves as they are lending out. If that was the case, you would see interest rates skyrocket because they would have to incentivize more people to put their money in the bank in order to loan out this money. So think about that. If it was done on a one-to-one ratio, if a bank, in order to do a $300,000 home loan, they had to have that $300,000 in deposits then interest rates would skyrocket. Because right now, there's a fractional reserve system that allows the bank to loan out many, many, many more times than they have in deposits, right? So it's flipped around. Instead of wanting a strong currency, countries want to devalue their currencies on purpose, right? Look at what's happening in China. They're lowering the rates. They're devaluing their currency, right? We're lowering rates in America. And that's the common theme throughout most of the globe. There's hardly any countries now that are raising interest rates, Right Now, back into the negative mortgage rates for a second. In Denmark, the ultra-low interest rate environment has, in turn, caused home prices to increase as borrowers can afford pricier homes. Right. So who wins? Well, the real estate agents that make commission off the sales, will they win? And also look at it like this. If a bank can hold off the downturn by doing this, if they can hold off a recession or a financial crisis, well, they're still making money in other areas by... For example, the credit cards, those interest rates are not being reduced, and in fact, credit card interest rates are near all-time highs right now, and it's right about 17%, so they're still making money in other areas, so this whole negative mortgage rate thing could be a way just to keep the uh, bubble going. Now, if they would just lower my property taxes along with lowering these mortgage rates, I'd be a happy camper. But this is going to continue to lead to higher home prices, especially in the areas like Denmark and possibly again coming here to the United States. It's also going to keep other things higher like home insurance, that's going to be higher with the inflated home values. And something else that this could also do, this could incentivize big investors and cash buyers to not pay cash, but instead to take out the negative interest mortgage just to get the small return on the negative interest. However, when it comes to putting in an offer on a home, you're more likely to get your offer accepted if you're paying cash. So I can't believe we were talking about this. The whole thing is just wacky. Again, to me, this is a bozo land economic system. But if this ends up being a bad decision for the banks, guess who's going to pay for it? That's right, you and I, the taxpayer. The banks are above the law. They're too big to fail. And the bankers will ultimately own everything.
5: Hmm. They already do.
7: Yeah, so check this out. I found this article um, from Routers Reuters. Um, November 25th, 2016. Danish mortgage rates at record low after Trump wins. Thinks. Um Short term paper in Denmark's mm-hmm. mortgage bond. The largest in Europe sold at a record Low interest rate on Friday The big, first big rollover auction since Donald Trump's U.S. presidential Election Okay what, what struck me from this Article was this The results highlight strengthened demand For top rated assets Short term dated short-dated German government bonds Set at a record low on Friday Earlier as well so This seems to be I keep hearing Trump saying that Europe is manipulating their currency You know what I'm saying They're putting all this money out there And he's not able to And he keeps telling the Federal Reserve He needs them to lower the interest rate here So he could compete Because um, they're operating At a zero interest rate So they're able to The government can borrow money At a zero interest rate You know from the bank Like that's Who wouldn't want that You know like You know what, what's going on there So how can he compete How can the U.S. compete that's one of the reasons why I think um, you have the Brexit. One of the, the hidden reasons behind it, Britain's like we can't do that. You know what I'm saying? We can't operate our system like that. So why would we even be in a system where we're putting our money up against that thing that they over there doing? You know what I'm saying? Because you know Germany, uh, France is at a lowest interest rate ever. All of the, I, I didn't even realize it's not just um um. It's not just Denmark. It's all of Europe except for Britain um, doing this. So they're setting up for something. And I think that the U.S. and Britain is trying to get away from that before that bubble's over here. But um, that's interesting, man, because I didn't know none of this until you mentioned it today earlier.
6: Man, I think that's a brilliant piece you just brought into there, bro. I mean, it actually gives it gives credit to what that dude said about that's why you're seeing credit card and auto loan interest rates going up, and they're giving them out like crazy. I mean, you and I talked about this earlier. I, I dare anybody on this phone, I don't care what your credit score is. You could be so low they don't even register it. Go, get a, go, go look for an auto loan. I guarantee you'll get one. And you'll probably get approved for some shit like 35000 With a fifteen percent interest, you know, annual interest rate on it. So it says to me the balancing act is over. We're we're the ones taking the burden of it. It's what you're pointing out about what Trump is arguing with, Jerome Powell, since y'all keep bringing up the Fed reserves and stuff. That that goes back to who's got the power. I think we all know the Fed Reserve does not answer to Donald Trump or anybody but themselves.
5: That's the bank. You know. Yeah, they
6: don't answer to nobody but themselves.
7: So Donald Trump, but that's not all he can do. The one thing he can do is the one people they got to to is the people. So that's why he keeps redacting those things. They, his base ain't hearing that. What's going to happen when the people start looking for these things? Cause right now, you can't name poverty. You know what I'm saying? But... Uh, now it's coming out like man, we are gonna find these people. You know, this people that you know keep bashing them. And um, um, I've never seen anyone go at the Fed like this before. Uh, but even China keeps saying they manipulate in their currency. Look at China; you can find um, pictures of Shanghai and Beijing from 20 years ago, and it's a empty field. And now it looks like you're in the middle of New York City. You know what I'm saying? Uh, with all the development. Well, if that all came from them opening their banks up and putting all that money out there at zero interest rate. Then the U.S. can't do that. You know what I'm saying? So you're competing against people that's essentially able to manipulate their currency or uh, willing to manipulate the currency worse than the Fed is. And the Fed is like, you can't do that. You know? So, um, yeah, well, it imagine the Fed. With- Imagine the Fed lending money at zero interest rate. You crazy, they ain't never gonna like not gonna ask you. So how can you compete?
6: Well, well like you pointed out though, they're not lending nothing anyway. That that's the whole beauty right. in the in the for them. You know, there ain't nothing being lent out on them. They're they're using your promissory note to to capitalize on. You know what I'm saying? So ultimately Well probably
5: and, and this is probably, you know, part of all of this. He's saying that he's really trying to get rid of the banks because they're the one that's got everything under control. Because he want to go back to the gold standard because the way what the banks did was they took our gold and silver and they made us collateral. You know, so talking about slavery, all of us is, is slaves. They got control over all of us. And once people wake up and really see what is really going on, yeah, they're gonna come looking for them bankers.
6: Now, I hope—I'll be honest—I hope what you just said is true because the only thing I hold in my thinking is Donald Trump is too close to the to that you know that 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 circle to not want to benefit from some of these these opportunities himself. I mean, I hope he really is looking out for the na- nation as a whole in the sense of, you know, we need to get back control of our dollars and, you know, um you know, I I can't, you know, veer off course when I think about this stuff that ultimately they're just opening up the doors for everybody that got money to make more money. You know what I'm saying? While not ever even putting out any money.
5: But see the, the thing is it's not even about money, it's credit. And that's we yeah. the credit that it ain't they ain't no money, it's all credit. actually,
6: Auntie and they using Auntie our never, credit. If you call I don't know if you called it in both their 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 the the two pieces because there was actually two pieces there, and I want to give uh, from now on. You well, know, what's the, other piece? the The I want to give credit to people from now on. You know we're using their clips. The first one, right the, the segment. Um, you can find on YouTube under the title The Money GPS. The Money GPS. And the second part of the video you can find on YouTube as under uh, Bull, Bull with a Horn, Bull, Boom, Bear, Bust. That's Bull, Boom, Bear, Bust. And, you know, they were pointing out in in the video, I mean, basically they were just trying to let on to it that being that this is a central bank event, that there ain't no possible way that none of us, I mean, they ain't going down over here in America already. It is. You know, they couldn't just go on record and say it's happening, but, you know, they, they come to the same conclusion myself come to this is already going on in America, you know what I'm saying? We're seeing a lot of money being pushed upon people who don't really have the ability to be taking money. And I would ask y'all, mm-hmm. have, you know, have you noticed, even with all the lowering of the rates, have have you noticed anybody doing borrowing or a lot of spending? I mean, Over I here, really it doesn't again. appear to be. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's just like a stagnant thing, you know what I'm saying? It's flowing, but it's it, there's no peaks or, or valleys in it, you see what I'm saying? There's no, you know, you can be like, oh, yeah, it's good right now, you know what I'm saying? Based on the, the, the independent contractor, the feast of famine, you know what I'm saying, around here, is just, it, it, it's kind of, you know, you it's wishy-washy right now, you know, if you're an independent yeah, contractor. Yeah, yeah.
5: Okay, okay. You know, a lot of things,
6: yeah, and it's, not, and it's not even like people ain't spending money, but it's almost like they ain't spending money nowhere or anywhere.
7: Mm-hmm. Well, I think this, yeah, I think this I ties to into, some...
1: mm-hmm. go sorry, ahead. Sister Beth. No, go ahead. I was going
6: to say, I think I, I think this ties into perfectly, which you're probably not going to get to today, but, uh, you know, what Thomas was going to bring to the table Um I mean, because you're seeing different parts and how they can be put together to bring in, like, um, the, the universal uh, welfare that he was talking about. Um, because, you know, they're not going to tell you when they're about to take your stuff, you know? It's like the bully. He ain't going to announce, hey, you know, when you come to school tomorrow, I'm going to take your stuff and your stuff and your stuff. You know, he's going to just take notice and... Wait till everybody's doing good. Everybody seems to be bringing a whole lot of money. Okay, now the time is right. I'm just going around. I'm taking everybody's money. You know, so, and when everybody gets in that type of situation, he's already got a solution on the table. Well, don't even worry about it. What we're we going to do is we're going to roll out this universal welfare, you know, and, and we're going to take care of y'all. And, you know, that's what it's going to be because y'all are looking for us to take care of y'all anyway. You know, it ain't the people. It's the government, then the people. So that's socialism. So
5: that's that's what Barney and them. Exactly. About, socialism, Socialism and socialism. communism.
4: hmm But don't, But everybody believe? No, not in America. Okay.
7: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> you've been you've been living the socialist communist life for I don't know how long now.
7: Well, brother, yeah, I'm that's uh, something. that's what the globalists want to push is that social credit mm-hmm. agenda. That's Bernie and uh uh, the nationalists—they have another agenda, you know. I, I call it surveillance capitalism, but either way, it's going to be—it's not going to be no money, you know what I'm saying? It ain't going to exist. The, the standard, yeah, that, uh, the new standard of currency is going to be uh, behavioral-based cryptocurrency, something like that. that that's going to be your currency, and as long as you behave well and you you do everything that that. Online, so they could track all your behaviors. You'll be fired. It's, it's just when you don't do what they want you to do, then they got you. You know what I'm saying? And once there's no jobs, you're gonna have to do whatever they tell you to do. You know what I'm saying? It, what, what are you? How are you gonna live? You know, the the um the problem that they have in, in, in what I see um, Trump was probably because I, I I talked about this earlier with Ramon. He did try to buy Greenland from Denmark recently. Mm. Probably wanted to get it at that 0% interest rate. Like, shoot, let me get up in there, too. You know how much I want for that. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'll take all that ice, all that fresh water. You know what I'm saying? And and then the prime minister said something bad about him, and he refused to go to Denmark, and they used that as the excuse. Uh, He also had. um, He also been talking a lot about Merkel. You don't like her, you he don't get along with the president of France. All the people participating in this zero interest rate scheme, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. to control everything, he don't like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He wanna bring Putin to the table. You know what I'm saying? He wanna do right. business with China. You know what I'm saying? He's not trying to <laughs> he don't little little um Kim Jong un to the table. You know what I'm saying? He's not trying to deal with these um global banking elitists. You know, and he don't deal with that type of money. Like I said last, or I think it was on Robert X last week or maybe on the
0: mm-hmm. show last
7: week. He deal with straight cash. He dealing with casino money, man. They, they don't deal yep. with that banking money like that. He yeah in that, in that spirit at yeah. all. His, right. his stuff right. is yeah. straight cash. You can't even trace it. You can't trace it if you want to. I mean, you go to the casino, they got to pay you. It ain't no, come back tomorrow, we'll have your $100 million. No, they got the $100 million. They pulled it out the Great Wall. You know what I'm saying? It ain't no doubt about it they got it. You know, it ain't no Ponzi scheme with that. You got the money. You know, so he's dealing with a whole different caliber of these dudes. That's why they can't really touch him. And he hooked up with the generals. That's what kind of, because the last president to try to change the, the currency standard was Kennedy. He tried to go to a silver back certificate to counteract um, the dollar and um, pretty much give them some leverage over the Federal Reserve. He got a shot in the head. You know what I'm saying? The president who did it before him was Lincoln. You know, we all know what happened to him. You know, he tried to come with the greenback and, and try to offset the, the bankers, you know, um, universal currency at that time, which was the dollar. You know, come with a with a greenback dollar, which was backed by the, the Treasury. Pop gone he was. You know, so this dude said, I ain't hooking up with these Secret Service dudes like them. I'm going to hook up with the generals. They pop me, they know what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Because ain't nothing touching the military. You know what I mean? The CIA, FBI, the last thing they want is the military down on them, with a drone or something. You know, it, poof, it's going in over real quick. You know, the whole house going. You know what I'm saying? It's a total different type of warfare than what they try to. ain't no shots going to be fired from a distance. You know, so he hooked up with the right people. And I think that he might try to actually use this as his ploy to get away from this dollar. And if he does that, then he'll be the greatest president ever to live, bro. That's all I'm saying. He's the only one at least saying stuff about the Fed in a way. Like... You know, I'm not really feeling the Fed. Like, come on. Like, who says that? You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. If he does away with the dollar, it would be a great a great day, bro.
6: <laughs> yeah, it will be a great day. I'll keep my fingers crossed. How about that? You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a tough one. Because the Fed Reserve has had a history of coming and going. With with ferocious, uh, uh, you know, uh, v- vengeance, man. They don't they don't go away too easy. You know what I'm saying? So, but you know, I mean, when you explore all this, you know, Auntie Bear, what do you think about this? I mean, is this something you know, like a small group of people could come together under and and take advantage of uh, some benefit? Is, is there a benefit in this in the way you see commerce, the way it's you guys? All right.
5: It's always a benefit, and that's what you got to, you know, whatever how the game is. If you don't know the rules and know how to play the game, you're going to lose every time. It's just a matter of getting in there, finding out how to play that game, play that money game, that credit game.
1: So what do
6: you that's make of them, them?
5: doing? what do y'all What are y'all
6: making them purchasing uh, uh, negative yielding bonds. I mean, what, Is this discharging debt <clears throat> stuff that I hear y'all talking about sometimes. Mm-hmm. A bond Mario, is
7: um. What a bond is just bonds? Oh, go ahead, A Bion. bond
6: is a bond is just a promise to pay. It just it, it's just security. Everything really operates off a bond. A promissory note is a bond just like a jail bond um, you know they, they have you for a crime you're supposed to put up a bond there's supposed to be a bond put up on both sides to cover the damages um, but the public hasn't been taught how to put up a bond for themselves that's why when you get pulled into there and you are acting as a security for the strong man they can hold you uh, physically because you haven't put up a bond to offset the charges if the
4: judge decides that you are the one.
5: Wow. Uh-oh. Y'all still there? They cut his phone yeah. off. Oh, his phone dropped. <laughs> but you know what? They a bond, <clears throat> yeah, he dropped. A bond is an insurance. And what do you do with insurance? You cash your insurance. And everything that they do, they have to have a bond, they have to have it insured because they don't have any money, and so that's what a bond yep. is. And bond is insurance. Everything yeah. is insurance with them. And when you we were talking about hold. that insurance,
7: uh huh. Go ahead. It's no money, so they only could operate mm. off of the That's a positive. State. Insurance that's is a positive. That's that's yeah. yeah.
5: You
1: know,
7: that's the. That's the. That's the housing bubble burst. When everybody came to get their money at the same time, you realized they didn't have the money to cover it. It was like, oh, shoot, We wait a minute. We need some money, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, and they had to get billed out. You know, we was talking about this earlier, Ramon. They had to get billed out. Once you, everyone, it's the same thing with Bernie Mabel. Uh If everyone would have came at different times to get their money, he would have paid them. But everybody came at the same time, and he was like, "Oh shoot, I don't spend all that money, but I can't pay all." Of them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know, so it's a Ponzi scheme. If every when you have a major calamity like um, a hurricane or something, how many people do they all of a sudden? Oh, we didn't cover this in the insurance. You know, they get right out of that contract. You know what I'm saying? Because they know they they, they couldn't cover it in the first place. They they gambling with your money. With the fake money, with the fake system And like you said, babe, And that's the game theory, yo We gotta know the rules of the game Once you know the rules of the game And you operate within the rules It don't matter if you win or lose It just matter where you end up at the end of the day Because that's how they play it day by day You know what I'm saying? I think the the rule they have is All debts is is uh, by the end of the day, that's one of the major rules. You ain't pay your debt at the end of the day on Wall Street, you out of business tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that's the game they play. And, and, um, and Mario, mm-hmm. I don't
5: know what's wrong with the phone. He keep uh, he was here, but then he dropped back off again. Now, we have like wow. 12 minutes, so do y'all want oh, okay. to stop at the 12 minutes, or do y'all want to go? The extra over, so you know which way y'all want to go.
7: Um, now it's about... really up to you, because we had the um, um, presentation we was gonna present on art, um, art, okay, um, art for the art sake, which um I think was gonna be a, a you know, a real interesting conversation that you know okay. hasn't yeah. really mm-hmm. been taken before, but um.
5: I need to tell the people that's listening on the Internet that they have to get on the phone because at the top of the hour you will not be able to hear us on the Internet. You can hear us only on the phone. And the phone number is 323-642-1586. That's 323 Six four two one five eight six, And you can push the number 1 if you have, or you want to talk. If you have a question or a comment, you uh, can do that. So at the top of the hour, we'll be off the Internet and on the phone only. Okay. So, Hunty Bear, now, we I actually know- got 45, <clears throat> yes. 45 minutes five. Uh, We actually got about 45 minutes left. Am I correct? Well, we only had 10 minutes left. On the internet, and then and how much another we got left, hour left on the, another hour on the phone? If y'all going the whole okay, time, I think we got enough time. I
6: mean, we we want to let the family talk if they got if they're on the line, if they want to say something.
5: Well, um, no, they're not really, uh, they're not, uh, uh Mario, he keeps dropping, so he's trying to get in, but I see his phone keeps dropping,
0: okay?
6: Um. Well, here's
5: what I'd like to do, Thomas.
6: I mean, what you, what you want to do? You want to go into this tonight? Because we got about an hour to work with.
7: Um, it's up to you, brother. You start it off, because this is your yeah. topic, well, and it's a decent topic. Well, the
6: clip I'm going to present, first and foremost, is, is I hope the family appreciate the humor of why I presented this. Uh, the the clip is about a 12-minute clip um, it, It's some various snippets of I hope the family remembers and appreciate uh, Robert Townsend's uh, One of his premier movies in the 80s Called uh, Hollywood Shuffle uh, The segment we're getting ready to get into Is called uh, Ars Gratias Artis That's Ars Gratias Artis and we 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 chose this subject. I, I brought it to Thomas because I, I I recognized one time looking at um all the MGM movies for all the years I had, I never paid attention to what the writing was I on that either. ribbon. Yeah, around the the lion. So and the mask that that sits beneath the the lion as well. And I've heard some of the family member actually mention that before, but I don't know if they mentioned the uh, <clears throat> the model. That's written in the band And it, it's uh, Once again it's called uh, Ars gratis Artis So basically that's Latin for Art for art's sake And mm-hmm. in a nutshell We're talking about l- Looking at uh, The concept of For the principle and the purpose That's what sake is about for the purpose and the cause of art, we're going to stick to this artful way of doing things. So we're not. So if it helps us sell the message, if we can do this in politics and stuff like this, then that's what we're going to do it for the sake of that. Whether it has any real reality to it or not, we don't care. It gets us to the agenda. It helps us accomplish our goal. So art for art's sake.
5: Got something
6: you want to say, Thomas? before I have
11: Monty Bear play the clip. Okay, we're gonna no further. So go to put the, the clip. clip on. Okay. Okay. Well, family, thank you for listening, and we're gonna give. You Ars Gracia, art. artis, art for art's sake. I don't know art, but I know what I like. Now that's an old maxim that originated with Justice Frankfurter, or Monty Python, or Archie Bunker. Or maybe it was Will Rogers, could have been Mark Twain. Or North Carolina Senator Jesse Liberals are going to hell helms. Or maybe Francis Bacon wrote it in the 16th century and forged William Shakespeare's signature. Well, whoever said it, we all believe it. Nobody's a better critic of art than we are. We walk up to a painting or out of a concert hall. We put down a book or examine a statue, and we turn to whoever might hear us and say... I don't get it. Judgment thus rendered, we start looking for a food truck. Now, some folks like the masters of painting, Rembrandt, Vermeer, Caravaggio, Michelangelo. Some love the Impressionists, Renoir, Monet, Paul Cezanne, although he's truly post-Impressionist. Many admire Salvador Dali's mustache and melting clocks. Some love the happy little trees that Bob Ross taught us to paint on TV, or those big-eyed orphan puppy kitten paintings. And don't get me started about the genius of Arthur Sarnoff's masterpiece, Dogs Playing Poker. He's bluffing. In music, Beethoven was a grouch, but we love his music. Mozart was a spoiled child star. Franz Liszt had groupies. Chopin was heroic. Gershwin made Fred and Ginger dance. Bernstein kidnapped Romeo and Juliet and schlepped them over to the west side. The Beatles turned rock into pop, into art. And Keith Richards has become a monument just by surviving. The great sculptor Auguste Rodin was a thinker. We've all imitated that pose. Come on, admit it. Degas in his ballerina, Michelangelo in his David and his Pieta, Frederic Auguste Bartholdi, created our Statue of Liberty. And what the heck is that thing on the Council Bluffs overpass? Hmm. As for literature, did you actually read James Joyce's Ulysses? No, you didn't. But you have an opinion about it, don't you? Did you listen to Cole Porter when he told you to brush up on your Shakespeare? Just to claim a few lines from Othello, and they'll think you're a hell of a fella. Do you read bestsellers? Do you love Joseph Heller's Catch Twenty Two, or did you puzzle out the Da Vinci Code? Hint, she's his great, 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 great granddaughter. Now, did you ever listen to the art of poetry? They even have competitive poetry now. They call those events slams, though no actual physical contact occurs. That is, no one dives in to savagely block an attempted couplet. The slams are pretty exciting, and it's a way that more and more young people are introduced to the art form. As for me, I marvel at the fact that I actually know our state poet. I knew him back when he was just a county poet. It's even more remarkable to me that one of our great poets actually wrote a poem that mentioned me. Really, I keep a copy in my wallet. So, what is art? That question has caused a few thousand books to be published over the years, as philosophers from Aristotle to Snoop Dogg have attempted to explain why this odd bipedal species we belong to makes music, recites rhymes, tells stories, and draws pictures on cave walls, canvas, and even our own bodies. Tolstoy said, art is a means of union among men. And Tolstoy had a beard, so he must be right. Go out and find art. Go out and support art. When you find it, tell others what you found. If you know an artist, support them. Our lives are art itself when we open ourselves to the uncommon wonder that can be found in every common thing. Art is all around us. You may not be able to define it, but you'll know it when you like it.
1: I don't know why we leaving
6: Mouse's house. He's been good to us. He's beat us on Saturday, close us on Sunday, and then
1: beat us on Monday. Or was it Tuesday? I, I don't know. Yes, Jasper, I said, wants to go out of the house, nigga. Jasper? What? Well, Jasper, don't you want freedom? we go going to Promised Land. The promised Land. The promised Land? Cleveland? No, Jasper.
4: Baltimore? No, Jasper, the Promised Land. Oh, the Promised Land. Minnesota? And cut. Hi. My Ah. name is Robert Taylor, and I'm a black actor. I had to learn to play these slave parts. And now you, you can too. At Hollywood first like acting school, it teaches you everything. Learn Child Talk 101. You motherfucking jazz turkey motherfucker! All right, all right, that's good, that's good. You work, all right, you try it. You, you fucking mothers. No, fucking no, no no, man, no, no,
2: no, 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 that's
7: wrong, that's wrong. Watch me, yeah. Just be cool.
4: Jazz turkey motherfucker!
1: Good class, good class. That's only the beginning. You, too, can learn to walk black. No, 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 no. No rhythm. Observe. Yes, yes, yes.
4: You, too, can be a black street hood. But this class is for dark-skinned blacks only. Light-skinned or yellow blacks don't make good crooks. Here's a student in our dance class. I didn't steal a TV. It just happened to be under my coat. I don't know nothing. Policewoman, Kojak, Ironside. Yeah, I'm a gang leader. I'm in the warlords, the vice lords, the onion heads. Let's talk to a graduate. This is Ricky Taylor. Ricky graduated from my class three years ago. Ricky, can you tell us what you've been doing since you have graduated?
8: Well, Robert, I've played nine crooks. Four gang leaders, two dope dealers. I played a rapist twice. Whoa. (laughs) That was fun. Currently, I'm filming a prison movie. I play
4: this tough con that tries to fuck this new inmate. That sounds wonderful. I'm so happy for you. (laughs) Need I say any more? It's Hollywood's first black acting school. It teaches you everything. Classes are enrolling now. Learn to play TV pimps, movie muggers, street punks, Courses include Jive Talk 101, Shuffling 200, Epic Slaves 400, dial 1-800-555-COON. Black Don't try to be cool,
1: call Hollywood's, Hollywood's first, black first black acting school. What we're looking for, Miss Strickland, is the girlfriend of the brother of the main character. She has to be tough but sensitive. She knows life and yet she's very naive at the same time. And of course she has to be very, very Spanish. We're looking for a very West Side Story kind of look. Of course you can do the Spanish. Do you do a Spanish accent? Yes, I do. Could you do, uh, maybe a size for me with that accent?
5: Sure. Johnny! Listen to me! You better run, honey, before the police has come. That's very One good. One Yes, yeah, yeah. it's very exciting.
1: Excellent turkey. Mm. This is bullshit. Oh. What? This is bullshit. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is some more the white man stereotype of a black man. Yeah, brother. Really?
6: Yeah, brother. Only an Uncle Tom would do this shit. They just looking for somebody to sell out. Sell out. The only role they gonna let us do
1: is a slave, a butler, or some street hood or something. Don't sell out, brother. Don't be a butler or a slave.
9: Jesse Wilson. Jesse
5: Wilson, you're next.
7: That's me.
1: Good luck, brother. <laughs> Afro. Yeah. I won't revenge. Bro, no. Back up. Oh, oh, oh back up. You finers,
6: you back
1: up. Back up, you back up. You back up. Back up. You back up. Somebody,
5: you back up. You killed it, my brother, my main man. I loved it. this dude, baby. She was, she was.
4: uh Cut.
5: Why is Cut. he stopping?
7: Bobby, that was terrific. That was terrific. What, what, why'd you stop? What happened?
4: Uh, there's, there's no problem. I just, I, just, I just forgot my line.
7: Okay, that's fine. No problem. You want to look at the script? No, I'm okay. Great, okay.
4: Let's go again.
1: Excuse me, Sydney. Before you do, I have another very good idea. Yeah. Could you tell him to be a little more, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bobby.
7: Uh, Bobby, I, I need uh, a little more black. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, like I stick your ass out, uh, you know, bug the eyes. You know how they move, you know?
4: Yeah, d dive at it. Let's slate it, let's go again. Okay, sorry, sorry, sir. And two, three, two, hey, go out, don't Hey, he's rocking. Don't stop. Rocky, Derek! You're rocking. Jerry Curl! You
1: here for another answer, man?
4: No, just some answers. Nick, Eddie, get this punk out of here. Back up. Hey, that's my activator, man. Back up! Back up, back up, back up, back Okay, now, just, just put my activator down, man. Where were you the day Cookie Head got killed? I was at the hair salon, man. I was giving my curl down. I was there all day. Where? Okay, I wasn't there all day, man. I, afterwards, I went out on shop and I bought me some hair care products, man. I got some activator, some glycerin, and, and some curl activator, all right? I never went down to the beach. You went down to the beach, and you killed Cookie Head Chicken, didn't you? No! Yeah, I tried. I tried, man. I put, I put the activator down on the board. I wanted to do the slip and fall, but he turned into a break move, man. I swear, I, I didn't kill him, man. And that's the truth.
1: Yeah, It's the truth, man, I swear. You me. Oh. Please, please get my activated, man. Please get my activated. Please, Oh! Hey!
4: My man from the audition, right? Yeah. Hey, what part you playing? Jimmy. Oh, so you got Jimmy. <laughs> Congratulations, man! Come on, give it up. <laughs> hey, I only got one line, you know. <laughs> hey, but well, that's
1: cool. I understand? The NAACP is gonna pick this movie, cause somebody read the
4: script. Mm hmm. But I'm glad you got the part, cause I would never play that part because of my value. But hey, I'm different. Congratulations, man! <laughs> the NAACP could picket me, 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 me,
1: me, Standing outside the home of Bobby Taylor, a young black actor who took a lead role in a stereotypical movie about street life. The NAACP has ticketed this movie, but this is the first time that an actor has ever been picketed. Here to explain is the president of the Hollywood branch of the NAACP, Mr. Jamal Harris. I hope that you're all paid up members of the NAACP Hollywood branch. Thank you. We felt we had to put our foot down by making Bobby Taylor in example. we feel that black actors should not have to accept these stereotype roles such as crying slaves, tar babies, tar jungle bunnies jungle and I say bunny? that as long as
4: black actors, Play these roles. They'll never play the Rambles until they stop playing the samples.
1: Thank you, Miss. Thank, Thank you, Mr. Harris. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. There's
4: Bobby Taylor's little brother Steve. And I oh, said, oh, wait oh, a minute, oh, I'm not oh, finished. Isn't this gonna be in Spanish? Steve, Hold on. Steve, hey,
1: Steve, Steve, How do you feel about what your brother is dad He's not my brother. He's just a guy that lives in the same house. He's a win. But you were Steve's out on the movie set. Isn't that true? No comment. If you print
4: that out, sue. I don't have a grandson anymore. I really don't. And what am I going to do about it? I'll tell you what I'm going to do, but I am going to write me a book about it. A book? Mm Mm-hmm. What's the name of it? Bobby Dearest. You used to work with Bobby Taylor. Could you tell me, was he always an Uncle Tom? Yeah. Yes. Always Uncle Tom. Mama, Daddy was Tom. Uncle was a Tom. I think that Bobby Taylor is a two-bit goat-smelling spook, obviously from the Coon Repertory Theater of America. Uh, eat Tom turkeys on Thanksgiving.
5: I'm so sick and tired of people like Bobby Taylor coming around and influencing the kids. Got my kid, grab his Wally Shannon shoes.
4: You ain't gonna be no star, Bobby Taylor. You come back that brown stuff on the tip of your nose. I know you're brown nosing over there. We are out here sweating like niggas going to the election in Georgia because he chooses to buck his eyes, yank on his dick, and pull those raggedy skid mark drawers out of the press of his black ass. I have nothing else to say about Bobby Taylor. Bobby Taylor! I could you hurry up? I,
5: I don't want to be late for my first day shoot. Bobby, I'm doing it as fast as I can now. Ma, the director
4: said it's okay if you want to come down to this film today. I know, sugar, but Mama
5: may not be able to get down there. All right. I'll be there. Okay, Grandma. Now, don't get me wrong. I am happy for
4: Bobby. But I don't want no grandson of mine out there trying to act like a street hustler. Black folks got enough negative images. Got my grandson out there, add to that minus bullshit out there. Mama! Yes, I said the bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit! I don't care. care.
1: Every time you look at TV,
5: always somebody act like Pimp or some tired
9: ass nigga. Kids don't need to see that stuff. Acting like they think it's
5: cool to be in a gang.
4: I guess the other day I saw Stephen walk around the house trying to
5: act cool. Huh? Mama, everything you're saying is right, but it's work. There's work at the post office, too. Hmm. I know you
1: recognize it.
6: Welcome back. Okay. Hope y'all had fun listening to some of them Hollywood Shuffle clips. I know I be getting a giggle from the Jerry Curls and all the <laughs> the commentary that they do throughout
5: that movie. Do you remember that movie, Auntie Graham? I remember I don't know what movie it was. What was it? That's
6: Robert Towns. The
5: last
6: one. Hollywood Shuffle. Okay.
5: Yeah. Okay, yeah. It I was one of his so first long
6: ago. Yeah. It was one of his first productions he did with um, in conjunction with Keenan Ivan Wayans at that. So, you know, yeah. them guys got a history, they go way back into this to, to the entertainment and the arts. And um Hollywood Shuffle just being one of those spoof parody, uh satirical type of productions was uh Robert Townsend's way from from the way I viewed the movie was his way of telling that, you know, Often in the world that we're trying to survive in, we're striving to role play something that is role playing us already. Often we're subjected to, you know, qualifications that are misinterpretations of the culture that that is is imposing it upon you that actually observed you first and gave an interpretation or aspect of how they see it. So you're acting out what somebody sees about you or interprets they see about you. Hence the concept of art, gracias, artis, creating reality from impression, ultimately allowing or ultimately generating art, beginning to mimic art, becoming art of life Okay. Yeah, Anything you want to say Thomas before we keep going? I don't know. If <laughs> I
7: muted. Um, yeah, I got a um I got a few things to say on this topic, but I'm going to um, let you keep going cuz I think that I I just um uh, you know, I'm going somewhere differently. Go ahead, brother. Well, that's fine. That's what this is about. Okay, so I ask
6: you, the American dream, or is it the American theme? What does it mean to achieve the status of making it or arriving, as we say? What are the indicators? How often do we misrepresent other cultures by way of our recreation propagated by illustration? What is ours? Arteas, What does art, Orientalism, stereotypes, and biases have in common? Do you do you have a you want to give a give a, a shot at that, Auntie Bev? Do you know what art, Orientalism, stereotypes, and biases have in common? Not
5: really. I mean, they imitating how. Of how certain people act
6: Okay Thomas you want to give a shot at that?
8: Um
7: Um Say that again brother You said how art
6: What What does art Orientalism Stereotypes Biases have in common?
8: Uh, I would say that they're
6: all art Okay I agree And by that what do you mean?
7: So um, Orientalism is a type of art uh, There's an art to Stereotyping like In order to stereotype You have to have an understanding Of uh, uh, aesthetics and anti-aesthetics And um, You know they're all art forms You know what I'm saying It's an art to it It's not natural Okay
6: Well I'll give one of the definitions of art Let's see where we're going with this One one of the definitions of art Says the expression or application Of human creative skill And imagination. Typically in a visual form, such as painting or sculpture, producing works to be appreciated primarily for their beauty or emotional power. I'm going to read the second definition. I like this one. The various branches of creative activity, such as painting, music, literature, and dance. reason why I like that particular one a little bit more, in short, one of the things that came to me when I thought about that definition is one of the I don't know if uh you were still getting it when you got into high school or junior high, Thomas, but maybe Auntie Bev remember. But at one point in time you had to have a certain I mean you had to have what they call language arts. It was a it was part of the, the, the educational curriculum. Did, was that part of your years of uh, junior high, uh, Thomas, or high school? Yeah, we had language arts. Okay, so in the language arts, what do you remember? What what you were learning in
7: that? Man, it's kind of reminded me like it was like a second English class to me. Okay. English grammar, okay. spelling.
6: Okay. Handwriting. Recently I found out. Say okay, again, Sister Mel.
9: Just the composition of sentences, how to word things, your prefix, your suffix, all of those, the breakdown of the English language, and how to Man. properly express yourself using that.
6: Tr- they, hey, well, then, Sister Mel, you probably remember, they may have still been doing it. Remember back in the day they used to give you, like, a little writing branch. It would have, like, a horizontal line with some, you put little uh, vertical lines on it where you you identify the subject, the noun. You know what I'm saying? The Count, plural, out. the predicate. You wow. see what I'm saying? Yeah. All that type of stuff. Remember that you yeah. picking verbs,
1: verbs. Remember
6: adverbs? What was the adverb to to the, mm-hmm. to the verb? I remember
7: that. See that's what that's
6: what, what 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 they're. This is what we're talking about. In English, in definition, actually falls under. This language, I mean this structure here, as a, it's actually defined as law. I'm sure y'all know that. I ain't got to tell y'all that. <laughs> but considering that when we have to go back and look at this language and how art is being expressed and illustrated, of, you know, even through the language we're using, this is a good time to look at what language arts or art is all about that's creating art out of us. Because the whole now, language of to... English.
7: Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go.
6: Well, I was just going to end it by saying that, you know, the whole, uh, my understanding of English is it is the language of law. It is the language, the word English actually comes back to be law in the sense of that's what it is. When you say I speak English, you say I speak, you're basically saying I speak law, which is all a stage Of court. And you have to recognize the the script of the you know the words that are being used in the play. You just can't come pop up in the show and start speaking all this unscripted stuff. But go ahead, Thomas. I'm listening.
7: Yeah, um, yeah. That's what you you're saying is right on point. Um, when I see art. I would ask people, what would life be without art? Um, In my opinion, it would have a purpose. Um, Human beings um, create art, and um, it comes from your mind. So, per se, the first dimension of human beings, or this is how I see it, the first art that humans came up with, um, because you don't know someone exists unless they left something behind So um, the first thing they left behind was the oral traditions So the first um, the first art, the first dimension was language And uh, once you got into a certain time period where they mastered language Once they came up with rhetoric and reasoning and all that um, Then you were able to move on to the next art form Which was the visual arts Okay, and that's a lot of what uh, where we are kinda today. Uh, But the highest expression of art is, of course, technology. Uh, Technology is made by humans. It's not art for art's sake. Technology serves a purpose to help you or uh, make something easier for a human being, right? So uh, that's the highest expression of art. That's the third dimension. That's where we are right now. You know, we going into the fourth dimension where. Technology will create art On its own without humans You know what I'm saying So um, none, Nonetheless um, when, when you look at today's Art What you'll find is It's always a expression of the past Right Because if, if you was to Think of um, Roman times What would be your impression of what a Roman would look like And uh, based off of, and that's a question to the family that's on the line. Well, how would you depict a Roman? How would you depict a Greek person?
6: Somebody running around in a toga for a Greek. Maybe some leaves on his head.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman, them, 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 uh, golden breastplates and the helmets they got, like, you know, the mohawk feather on top, um, running around with swords and uh, and them little chariots.
7: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Now, the first type of art, I break, like I said, I break art down into three different separate parts, right? You got ancient art. That's um, generally people's first art. You know, was chiseling into stone Creating an image, right? Out of stone or some type of wood And, you know, carving And all of that stuff Once you got into modern arts Now you're dealing with writing And you're dealing with painting And you're dealing with those type of things When you have Roman times There is no modern art, right? So the the pictures of what they say A Roman is or Greek is It comes from The 1400s. It doesn't come from the time of Rome or Greece. You know what I'm saying? That was how they interpreted the the depiction of those people to be based off of the literature, another form of art that they had. So it's art defining art. You know what I mean? It's not art defining life or life defining art. Their art starts defining their art. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, Ramon, uh, when we was uh, having the conversation. And I was trying to explain how, um, the, just from the literary arts, that the whole Greek, well, Roman story is just a novel. You know what I'm saying? In fact, when you um, translate it into English from Greek, the word Roman means novel. A novel is a fictitious story. So you take a fictitious story, which is art, right? And then you create in the, the art that is called Romanesque art. It comes from the 1100s. Up to the 1400s, right? So you you create based off of that fake literature, which is art, a whole um, a visual for that. You know what I'm saying? And that's art defining art. You know now there's no history to support any of that stuff. It's just art defining art. It's just a novel um, being defined by paintings which had just a person from that era. In uh, that time, dressing people like how they dress, but they saying this is wrong. You, want, you, got, you catch what I'm saying?
6: Oh yeah. Not only do you, all right. Matter
7: of fact,
6: can you hear me? Mhm. Okay. I, I tell you what, you make me think of why. I mean, you make me uh, want to give the family uh uh if they hadn't already taken a look at the word orientalism, is it okay if I put that in, in between what you just said?
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the All right. here's
6: here's what Orientalism is. It says in art history, literature and cultural studies, Orientalism is the imitation or depiction of aspects in the Eastern world. These depictions are usually done by writers, designers, and artists from the West. In particular, Orientalist painting, depicting more specifically, in quotes, the Middle East, was one of the many specialisms of 19th century academic art, and the literature of Western countries took a similar interest in Oriental themes. Since the publication of Edward Said's Orientalism in 1978, Much academic discourse has begun to use the term Orientalism to refer to a general patronizing Western attitude towards Middle Eastern, Asian, and North African societies. In Saeed's analysis, the West essentializes these societies as static and undeveloped, thereby fabricating a view of Oriental culture that can be studied, depicted, and reproduced. Implicit in this fabrication, right, Saeed, is the idea that Western society is developed, rational, flexible, and superior. So, here's what, <laughs> kind of what, I've, when all this stuff starts to break down, to kind of what you just, I mean, what you just said, based on what they're talking about here, first and foremost, I'm gonna ask Auntie Beth. And before I read this definition, when you heard the word Oriental what really came to your mind your 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 mind's imagination or your mind uh,
5: a picture a picture of a oriental uh lady dressed in her oriental outfit. <laughs> or some kind of oriental painting and what is an
6: oriental person so that's the first question I got to ask you okay Asian. and what is an Asian? How do we somebody that you? lives.
5: Uh, go ahead. Well, I was, uh, go ahead. No, I mean I don't. What is an Asian? I mean, that's what is black? What is white? I mean, it's, it's somebody that lives in a country uh, over in Asia somewhere.
6: So and, okay, so I'll share this with the family. This location, this is real life. Okay. This is a real-life okay. scenario for me. One time I was happened to be at a store talking to a, a person with slant or tight eyes, yellow skin or what we call yellow,
10: you know what I'm saying?
6: Typically, I, this person would, to me, in my limited education or information, would have, I called this person Asian or Oriental. The person went to correct me and tell me not only was that an incorrect statement, you know, I mean, incorrect <laughs> a term towards them, it's almost like calling them the N word. You see what I'm saying? Like us, they don't identify with this term called Oriental or Asian. They identify with just like you. You're not, you're a Smith. I'm Alexander, you know, so forth and <laughs> so forth. And when I connect myself to a bigger picture beyond just my family, I'm probably part of the Sand Creek community. You see what I'm saying? I, all this. You blacks so of, I I don't. What is that? And why are you calling
7: me that? So that's the yeah, response the, I got. Um, from Earth. Yeah, the, it, it, it's funny in the 1828 dictionary when you looked up an Asian, it says people. The name Asian comes from Asses. That's the name of the mountains that we call the Caucasus today, or um, Mount Taurus. So when the other people on the other side of Mount Taurus from Europe is considered as, or they call it in the, in the definition, people from the other side of the asses, mountains from Europe. So Asian means asses, you know what I mean? But what it really is talking about is the people right on the other side of those mountains, which would be the Turks and the Arabs, you know what I'm saying? And it is somehow, uh, being at um, China's in Asia, they also get called Oriental. But I think that they call the Chinese Oriental
8: to throw off
7: what Orientalism really is. Orientalism right. was the creation of all of that uh, Islamic history that never existed. So they, they created never it in art, exactly. Then they created it in art, and they call it Orientalism. So um, all of the pictures, they would depict these domed buildings with um, all this grandeur, right, Um, which, um, see, prior to the first art, it was called mimesis, M-I-M-E-S-I-S, mimesis, which pretty much means to mimic. So you would draw, and this was like um, when you find the chiseled people um like the first art in the statues is a drawing it's like a, you're depicting that person right there in that moment um through art, right? It's a natural you're, you're depicting nature. You'll draw a picture of a horse or, you know, or a car of a horse or owl or whatever to depict nature. Once you got into what they call the aesthetics, and now we're talking into modern art, aesthetics this means that you're going to make it beautiful You're going to make it look grandiose So instead of taking the art The first aesthetic art Was um, the Michelangelo And um, the, um, Leonardo And all of them where, where they depicted the biblical stories Or what became the biblical stories On canvases And they put it all throughout the churches And stuff um, And you depict these white angels With the clouds and all this um, beauty and grandeur, you know what I'm saying, that, that allured people to it. And today that's probably some of the most valuable art in the world, you know what I'm saying? They painted the whole Vatican with this art, and it was them depicting um, their stories, their, their oral traditions of this, um, this Christ, the this Savior, you know what I mean? And then from those pictures, uh, uh, another artist who writes looked at the pictures and he wrote the book that goes with the pictures. All the pictures, all the all the all the um, the, what you call that um, uh, canvas paintings of all of the, the the Mother Mary and Jesus and Mary Magdalene and all of those things, the Last Supper and all that stuff predates the Bible, the actual Novus Testamentum. They all pre the the artists. Lived at the Vatican for almost 30 years And took the pictures And he made the stories To go with the pictures You know what I mean That That's art defining art You know it wasn't like He was taking the stories And um, creating so it from um, his own his mind So he
5: used his imagination
7: So he used mm-hmm. his imagination it, it, We it, got yeah, on Inspired uh, Inspired guy. by someone else's okay. art Go ahead
8: Peace, I
5: think you yes, you
8: can. Peace, sister we'll Bear. Uh, hey, peace, peace, brothers. Um, so, um, when you ask the question, um, what did when you think of romans or whatever, what do they look like? Um, so is the to me, I pictured, um, going with the aesthetics as these. Perfectly chiseled, you know, eight packs. They very well built, mm-hmm. very tiny mm-hmm. penis. Um, with the <laughs> big curly locks.
1: Um, <laughs> you
8: know what I'm saying? It's just they, you know, and they were just so beautiful, and with the chiseled, the uh, nice chin structure, and all of these things. So that's the aesthetics aspect of it, right? correct? Yes, sir. In a, in a, in a sense, okay. Now. Um with the question as far as um oriental um I looked up let me look it, the 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 what I thought was somebody from the orient the Orient was and it's basically saying that the noun is derived from the middle e the middle english orient it's a Latin word and it's basically synonymous um with um it's it originally applied to the eastern half of the Roman Empire after the empire was split in two. So that becomes, so Orient really means to rise from the east. So it's an Eastern, like a Middle Eastern person. So mm-hmm. Asia and the Orient, is, that's what's confusing me. I'm like, yeah, so... I was just wondering. You well, know, how do you... what's
7: confusing? You. What's confusing let, you? Let me
8: get... it isn't orient?
7: It's orientalism. It's not the same thing. Orientalism. Look that up. That's a form of art. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
6: Yeah. The, uh, and, and here's my takeaway from it as well, Thomas and Mel, is that when I read this, I, I actually see it. Coming from the con, the, Here's what I'm seeing They're looking at you Wearing a do-rag Now let's put it in this perspective You got the Muslim With the turban What they're saying is The reason that you even see a picture like that Representing what we call a Muslim We don't even know if this is a Muslim But we're just going to say Hey, he wears all the gear that y'all say A Muslim is supposed to wear He got a turban on his head and everything Okay the, the Orientalist. This is the person practicing Orientalism, who concocts through his, through his depiction, his, through his observation, he through the, he depicts the aspects Of what he thinks. So let's say this do-rag that you wear is really just for holding down your waves. Okay. But you tend to wear this thing religiously every day. You do your little meditation, you pray, whatever, whatever you do. This guy's been sitting up watching you this whole time. He starts to recreate an image or a costume to wear, and he can't do what you do per se. So through his depiction, his he's going to bring alive the aspect or the the essence is really what he's doing. The essence of what he perceives about you but in his own way of being able to express it, whether intentionally or or unintentionally. So even what you're seeing as a picture or as what they call some type of photo of Muslims of that time are really just pictures of someone who sees themselves in that role. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And then you, you come along and... You mimic or do the same thing this person did. That's why I played those clips from the Hollywood Shuffle when he was saying that that the black acting school that you got white people in this movie according to the you know the, the the theme of the movie telling them how to be them through their own interpretation of who they think they are. Does that make sense?
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes, we just know.
9: Okay, so I have two takeaways from this. Now, my understanding of art um has always been from the perspective of uh like you guys said, your interpretation using your imagination. Um, when I think about art, I think about, you know, Sun Tzu's the art of war, um, you know, People that talk about the art of painting, the art of, um, you know, music, uh, producing, or, you know, the art of romance, things like that. So to me, my understanding of art has always been your interpretation, your specific process of how you do things, um, pretty much um, how you would explain from your perception to another person what your understanding of art is.
6: Bingo, and you typically will also assist it with some type of whether you draw it out or somebody else do it. They're going to have a illustr a mental illustration of what right. they think they're seeing. I mean, what they're 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 putting together doesn't even make sure, doesn't even mean it's even correct at all, or it could be, and it could be used for right. the sole purposes, as you pointed out with the art of war. One of the things the art of war talks about is mirroring your enemy or your
8: opponent. I have so a question. App- oh, go, go ahead, ahead brother. <laughs> well, well, when you're talking about the imagination, my question is, can you be artless and still use your imagination? That's how you create.
5: You create.
7: Well, they're saying. Yeah, you. If you're it's artless, you're. They have a name for it. It's called a vegetable. You know what I'm saying? It's you know, got no functioning. A vegetable. Yeah, a vegetable. A vegetable. <laughs> okay, your your brain is a vegan. Okay, you got a sluggy <laughs> vegan brain, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm i being you, serious though. So, like. Yeah. No, no, I'm be serious, right? Check this out. You ever see the pictures of George Washington on the boat with his foot up and like meeting yeah. as they go across the Delaware? And you see the yeah, picture
1: yeah.
7: of uh, Paul Rivera on the horse and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That comes from uh American realism art movement from the 1850s. That starts in the 1850s. Now, this war took place in the 1700s. So they're in the 1850s drawing. They're the picture of the Revolutionary War. So we're but looking at those pictures art. today thinking, huh? Well, that
8: what You can only use art. That's the only art that you could depict these images from okay. 100 years prior. Exactly. I'm saying, but, but I'm, I'm it, saying... When it's been I'm presented saying, to
7: us, when it's been presented to us, it's like that's really George Washington, right? Like, we see the picture... That someone drew, and everyone said, "Okay, we're gonna go with that
8: image." You get what I'm saying? Well, go ahead, brother. Yeah, of course. But but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this question one more time though. Can you <laughs> be artless and still you use your imagination? Can you still be artless? And you won't have an imagination if you're
6: not artless. Here's what I would think, it just based on how the the words are defined. It means you're expressionless. You see what I'm saying? It means there's no create. You're uncreative or
1: mm. you're, you're
6: inactive. So okay. does it mean you can't exist? I don't think so. But it just means your your existence will have some type of even even when you say artless, you're talking about art still being made because if you're going to exist without expression,
8: <laughs> or you understand? I, I get it. Like, yeah, I get the vegetable preference. I get the vegetable. Okay. I get it. Yeah, man. I get the vegetable reference. Okay, but I I disagree. But I get it. I get it because using your imagination is kinetic. It can be linear, and it can it can have motion, right? But that motion, that kinetic energy, can still be artless. You know what I'm saying? It can be pure, and 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 it doesn't have to be stagnant. You don't have to sit there and be a vegetable to be artless. Artlessness is also linear. I mean, it, it can move from point A to point B. But I, I do get your point, though. And I'm going to mute my line. Thank you, brothers. Great show. When but, they what, say, what
5: do but when they say artless, when you say artless, what do you mean? You mean that you're not painting a picture or writing uh, a book? What What do you mean with artless?
8: Well, with artless would be to me, pure with with ahead. no with no um with I mean pure like um with no no um in, no, I get like, what, what you're saying, Mel. Okay. Okay. I get
5: what you're saying. I'm trying to see what uh L.A. is saying and and Tugboat. What is they call well, an Because I I, I agree with what you're
7: saying. Hmm. Art. Uh, Mel, look up Art list in the 1828 Dictionary real quick, brother, if you can The definition well, of her. art Is the deposition Art list in the 1828 Dictionary uh, Art is the deposition or modification Of things by human skill To answer the purpose intended Okay In the sense, art stands Opposed to nature Okay, so if you're artless and you did use your imagination, what did you use it to do? You didn't modify anything. You didn't depose, or disposition anything. So even if you did something, no one would know because you didn't do anything to leave behind. The whole point of art is this is the only way that man could become a god. You build something, you make something that will live um, forever. That's the whole point of it. You know, it's not Okay, so if my imagination if you're artless. Mm-hmm.
5: So mm-hmm. If my imagination tells me that uh I'm gonna figure out uh a formula that I can make a lot of money on the stock market. And my imagination, mm-hmm. you know, figured it out. Am I artless or what?
8: Or is that art? But that was art. That was art from the beginning of your statement, Bill. But so listen, okay. <clears throat> Let me put it this way. This may be a go ahead, brother. Okay, this is this is this may be a um doc's example. If I'm in a grocery store, right? Um, and I'm shopping in the aisle, and I see this woman, and she has three children. Um, her hands is full. She got one baby in her arms, trying to get her groceries. She got the other two little children running around. And I see this guy coming around the corner with his shopping basket. The little baby don't see him. Now, I'm going to use my imagination, and I'm going to compute. Okay, in that instance, this baby could literally get run over by his shopping cart, right, and get injured. I'm not being artful. I'm just going through scenarios. I'm computing. So if I grab this baby out of the harm's way of that cart, that was artless, it was pure, it was instinct, it was artless, it was no motive it was no i wasn't trying to um i mean it wasn't it, an agenda, so to speak i guess all right
7: that was an
8: art that was You're an talking artless
7: about act. okay once again, the deposition and modification of things by human skill you don't take skill that was instincts right there you instinctually saw something and you acted that wasn't. You didn't sit down and try to think of it now What Bev said She got this plan in her head to make all this money That's artless
8: That's when art she sits That's down artless.
7: and tries to put it No, it's art when she sits down and tries to modify And de- dis- dis- disposition it To make it work for herself Now she's using art You understand Once you, What's in the darkness Has to come to the light The light is the art what else are you gonna do as a okay, person? So I you're gonna create art. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got. Can I ask?
6: Let me try this. Let Let me throw this in there with y'all because I like what I, I'm. I'm not gonna use the 1828 uh, definition. I like this one a little bit better, and it gets to it. Uh, and I want Brother Eddie, if he's on the phone, I want him to know that they got a they got artless on the Scrabble board, and it comes to the number seven. I um, it's all one. On the Scrabble board Just thought I'd share that with him um, But anyway um, Here's one of the definitions of artless It says without effort Or pretentiousness Natural and simple And they give a definition sentence An artless literary masterpiece Here's what I think What they just said there If if if, if somebody came to you Well let's say you witnessed a crime and you were questioned on that crime, and you told it as it was seen by you as an eyewitness
0: that
6: is that to me is what they're saying right there. You didn't add no coloring to it, you didn't there's no bragging, there's no selling yourself as we you know these type of words that we use to talk about things you know I'm not fluffing it, I'm not blowing it up, I'm not embellishing it, none of this stuff. I'm just telling it as it really was that's a form of being artless. Without skill or finesse That's another definition in there as well So it just kind of says what, what Mel is asking is He's saying if I did this without Putting sugar, you know, sugar coating Stuff and all that and, you know, trying to sell it You know, is there Something wrong with that? No, actually that's how People, is we prefer Life to
8: be that way You know, don't sell it. Yeah, because in fact, to- that woman could turn around and say How dare you touch my child? I could get in Trouble for doing that and I didn't want praise. I didn't want any um, rewards for it. It was an artless act, is what I'm saying. And and yeah, right, so man. I like your defi- I like your definition better too, Ramon. Yeah, I found uh, <laughs> I found it. Yeah, I found
7: it. It's unskillful, wanting art, knowledge or skill. Grief from gal, art, craft, stratagem, simple, sincere, unaffected, undesigning. A artless mind.
8: Exactly.
7: Controls exactly. You're not together. lying. Like, art. So stop lying. Right? And, <laughs> so we could pretty much say artless, that was an artless act, all right? And we all do artless acts every day, which did, you know. But when you're trying to apply something to make it make it happen, that's an art. You got gotta go to you got to make it happen, <laughs> You know, that's, you, it's an art to that. You know what I'm saying? Look, but when you just it, let okay, stop can happen. It? Can I be heard?
5: Mm-hmm. Figuring it out in your yes, mind is not the art. That's not the art, too. No. Okay, go that's ahead. That's the art, of it? Okay. That do not
8: make sense to me either. Because you said just because you're sitting down with the thought of it, you have to be artful to come up with the plan to actually but sit
7: that, up on what, your. Right. And, yeah, when you, yeah, you, when, know you what when you when you come up when you make the plan happen, that's when you're applying the art to it. You could have well, a, a picture with nothing on it and a whole bunch of paint, but until you sit down and start writing that, putting that paint on that board and making the picture happen, that's when it becomes a artwork. Once you well, once uh... you have the plan to to move a to move some. Go ahead.
5: I could see, I could see because this say me, Mel, and his wife came up with this same idea at the same time. We didn't know we was coming up with it, but they they kind of held back on theirs. And they like, okay, we'll implement it, but I jumped on it right away and I implemented. It. So I, it's like I came out with the invention first, but other people had thought of it too. So what is that? I mean, we all. Got that imagination We all imagine it But it didn't become art Until I put it into motion
6: Absolutely art isn't
5: I would say yes Here's something Oh
6: go
9: ahead Sister Mel Go ahead I wanted to kind of go back to What Sister Bev was saying To me I would say yes Because to me it goes back to um, And I think to get a better understanding You have to kind of think of it as The artist Storytelling, you know. So one person can tell a story like Sister Bev, you mentioned, um, you know, if you witness a crime, you know, you can kind of, you know, get an idea of, or you can kind of recount the story. However, if you kind of dramatize that story or um, emphasize certain details and emphasize certain facts of that story, then, you know, it becomes art because it's your process, your way, your interpretation. Now, someone else may not interpret it the way that you do, which makes your art style unique because you're able to interpret it and recount it back in such a way, you know, different than um, the next person, I would say.
6: Well, Auntie Beth, let me ask you a question. If you took a homeless person in, if you took a homeless person in and did them, washed them up, fed them, did everything they did, and okay, what when you done this? What were you doing it for, and what would be the reason why you even did that?
5: It could be many different reasons. I don't, you know, I could felt sorry for the person. I could have looked at the is it a male? I could have looked at the person and say, oh, he looked kind of good. I could clean him up, and I'm a little <laughs> lonely. Maybe I, <laughs> you know, it's, it's how I. I
8: different ways I could have looked at it. Or well, could you before? Oh, come oh, 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 back. Hold, hold on just a
6: second though. So what I'm saying is, and you you're already there where I want you to go with it. You're you're basically saying I'm gonna do this because I want to. Right? Right. Is that what I'm hearing from you? Okay. Yeah. There ain't I don't need to go shout it to the world that I picked him up and cleaned him up and made him a better man. Is that is that what I'm hearing you say? Right. Okay so earlier when you asked about what if you came up with a solution or a plan or something would that be artless mm-hmm. or artful actually it would be artless because it's natural it's simple
3: it's not it, you don't you're
6: not doing it you ain't pretentious about it cuz that's what the definition is saying without effort or pretentiousness natural and simple you don't there's nothing you need to embellish it with It is what it is. He needs a bath. He needs to be cleaned up. He needs to be nurtured and cared for. You ain't looking for calling TMZ and everybody else,
7: right?
5: Okay, yeah. But what about the person who invented, who thought about the dustpan with the long handle on it? You know, it's like, oh, I got back problems. Let me put a handle on here so I don't have to bend over when I sweep. Well, you know, it, it, don't, I might, it might have it's been other people thought of that, too, until I
6: really art, put it mm-hmm. into motion. Was well, artless until he puts it into the marketing of okay. that, let's say he, you and see what I'm saying? Because ain't that what mm-hmm. marketing does? Marketing uses
7: art to, to to persuade you or sway you into it's buying It's artless, right? It's artless until he actually said, let me, let me... Get a stick and try to rec- actually see how this works. And if he starts trying to make it, and once he makes it, that becomes a work of art. He's the only person in the world with that man. He gets to pattern it, and he gets to live forever as the inventor of. He's a god now. He lives forever through that invention. That's what art's all about. They just do it real fancy now with patents, man. But the 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 flip side of it, like you were saying, some things you do. It's artless, man. You just wanted to help someone. You you didn't have any intention. Some people, like what Mel's example was, they'll see the little kid, they'll look at the mother like, man, she's fine. Let me grab this little kid and then I can get to talk to the mother. Ooh, I saved your kids. Now now you're talking to the artist.
3: You're being
7: awful (laughs) now. You had a motive. You you was putting a plan into effect. That's The art is just another way of Putting things into action Let's just say You know what I'm saying It's a You know what I mean How can I talk
6: Now art I might need
7: that But but just check this one Art could Art could also Reflect art and, And that's the key part Like It was artful for someone To take a piece of chicken And put some flour on it And throw it in the grease And make fried chicken Now they have a beyond chicken that's duplicating, mimicking the art. but It's supposed to taste like chicken and feel like chicken, but it's not chicken, but it's duplicating an art that already exists. It's art reflecting art. You get it, what I'm it saying? It has
6: the essence. Yeah, mm-hmm. it has the essence of chicken in it. That's what we all were describing earlier, the taste of blood and all this type of stuff. They have to put the essence of it in there to sell it or make it believable, or for you to participate in this virtual environment of art.
1: That's
5: exactly well, what I just...
1: Well, I, 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 okay.
5: yeah, I get it. I get it. But well, we down to our last few minutes, so if y'all want to give out your information, and we will continue this next Friday.
6: You can reach me, L.A. Ramon, at Electronic Producers at gmail.com. That's electronicproducers at gmail.com.
7: And I'm at TJS81277TJS81277 at gmail.com. And thank you once again, Bev, uh, for having us. Uh, we enjoyed the family. Uh, we had a great conversation, and I wish everyone a, a good evening, a good week. Um, you're going to have Robin on, X on uh, Monday, Beth? So far,
5: uh, he he's supposed to be on. And so Perfect. Great. A, don't eat too much uh, too much ribs, y'all.
7: Right, we go, I'm going Especially to get the a chicken sandwich, Beth. Come on.
1: <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah, I'm pork-free, so I don't
1: have to worry about
7: that. <laughs> but well, thank y'all for
5: having us back. Okay.
7: Thank y'all. Yeah. Thank y'all, everyone. Thank you. Peace
5: and love.
1: Be a slutty vegan burger. Ah. Uh, <laughs>
6: Breaking down the hearts of technocracy, we are the skills of our
0: season sale. Take an extra 15% off on top of already great sale prices. Get 40% off family outerwear, 50% off boots, up to 70% off bedding, 50% off tops for the family, and get Kohl's cash and fast and free store pickups. Shop the end of season sale going on now at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. 15% offer valid January 28th through January 31st with promo code your deals. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.